I can hear you. I can hear you. You can hear me. Ah, backside attack. Ah, big save. Oh, we took a little, a little like a weight on that one. Yeah. Because uh, usually I'm grinding that microphone, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can hear you. You can hear me. The mm-hmm. shtick. And I do the whole like uh, ah, backside attack. And yeah. today I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna screw around the mic. Yeah. First thing in. Oh, I get the seat up nice and close. Mm-hmm. I'll probably cut the camera a little bit. So it's only on you for that part. Ah, how's your week, buddy? What's going on? How's your quarantine? Uh, good. Just uh, trying to work out and run as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you know, if the weather allows it. You did some shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know you have to have your shoulders up when you shave your head. Yeah, that was. Uh, ah, look at this guy. Segway into the head shave. Yeah, my I yeah I shaved it. It was. Uh, well, I think you you said the right word earlier. Oh. Liberating. It is. Uh, I miss my hair. Um, <laughs> can't deny that. But you know, but there's well, what can you do? There's nothing to. There's nowhere to like get your hair cut. So there, there's nowhere to go. And oh. if you have the the old trimmer, you just put on the. What do you What do you do? Like a number three, number two. Uh, number. This was number three. Number three, and yeah. just go all the way around it. Yeah, but uh, now I have to do. I have to clean it up again because it's it's my sides are actually longer than my top. Does that just naturally happen? Well, my hair goes back pretty fast, but like I didn't, t- I didn't do my sides. I just did the top. Oh, that was it. Yeah. So I oh, got, damn. So now I got to uh, do the uh, do the sides or something like that. So. Oh, you know what you should do is leave the sides longer, keep the top short, and then like actually comb the sides back. Also, so I like, get the whole like the Wolverine. Yeah, or like have the Mount Fuji where it's like the top of this t- is, is short, then like the, it just cascades. Why not, down, man? You know? Why not? Mm-hmm. God, if if I could do a lot of the things I used to be able to do, mm-hmm. I'd be doing like I mean. I think when I had the ability to grow hair, like a good thick head of hair, mm-hmm. I didn't do enough fuckery with it. Like I, I didn't do the top knots and like the shave the middle out and do the Japanese Hellboy hair. Like I could have done so much more fun stuff. Oh yeah, if that was young, I would have younger. I would have done that. Yeah, for sure. And I just uh, didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I haven't shaved my head since junior high. It really? Was, I, actually, I have a picture of it. Uh, we're at the. Uh, um, we're actually at my friend's. Uh, we're at Jason's house, okay. and we're um, we're having a slam dunk competition, and. Uh, Myself, Sandy, and Jason, we just we just put our heads down, and I think Jason or Sandy was doing it for, uh, like fo- photo sh- like photo class, right? They go that uh, when you go you take industrial arts, like photo, you, you learn how to take pictures and stuff like that, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I think that was, they did it for that. It was just a bunch. It's a black and white photo bus, just putting our heads down, and with our and you can see our shaved heads, like what I have right now. Yeah. All right then, but you guys, you guys never wear the skin. Like it wasn't shaved down to the skin ever. Like no, you guys no. always just kept the guard on and yeah, and like, just do, do like once over. Yeah, so there there is hair on our heads, but like it's yeah. very it's very short, like number super three. short. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, uh, I never had that. I, I don't know, like you, like you guys have always had thick heads of hair. Like all my friends, everybody I kind of know mm-hmm. has always had like a lot of hair and been very hair conscious. Mm-hmm. And I started shaving my head before I was losing hair. Yeah. So like when I got down to the point where like you gotta you gotta get rid of it, yeah. it's like you know you gotta you gotta do it. Yeah. Are you gonna do it? or Are you gonna be that guy who like, who's in denial? Mm-hmm. Cause uh, I I didn't want to be that dude who who you know holds on to this look uh-huh. that everybody's like that looks really fucking bad. He's got to shave his head. Yeah, like you don't want to hold on to anything that like like don't don't hold on to like scraps. It's the for worst. Example, right? Like yeah, I, yeah. I've worked in bars, man, where guys in their mid forties, mid fifties would come in, and you're thinking to yourself like, what are you fucking are you doing, doing, man? Yeah. So I I went like nothing right away. I was like, okay, I'm losing it. It's all gone right away. Just yeah. to see how it would look. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then I would just do it. And then um when it got to where I was at that 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 point. It was like the point of return is about to happen. I just did it. I yeah. stayed that way. It's been like 10 years now, right? Mm-hmm. But um, like for you guys, it's never been that. We had to do it. You just so you've just never done it. No, yeah. It was just a matter of like, uh, um, uh, yeah, like I think, well, for me, for example, right? I always like, 
I always liked doing my hair. Yeah. For me, it's like that was a big thing for me, right? But like, well, you're vain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the only, yeah. But, <laughs> I was saying that in the nicest way possible. Yeah, but, like, but, I think, but I know what your routines are. Yeah, but like you have to like, but the rest of you, the, rest yeah. of the hair on the rest of your body, you have to, you have to like maintain. You have to like, you have to carry your shit. You have, you have to cut down there, man. You can't be, you can't Everywhere. be a beast. Like your, like under, underneath, under your armpit, like your, like everywhere. Like you have to, especially your nether regions. You have to, your, your nethers. You have to, you have to trim that shit down to the skin, man. Oh, I mean, there are there are things that you owe to people who you're gonna be around uh-huh. in certain settings, uh-huh. intimate settings, that you don't want to be like a, a complete barbarian. Now there are people who I know, women yeah. I know, who are like, eh, I kind of like it when you're a beast. I'm like, well, you know, at the same time, that's your that's a personal taste issue, right? Yeah, they don't like knowing. I, I've known a couple girls who like really hairy guys mm-hmm. who don't take care of themselves at all, and they're like fatter guys who don't take care of themselves physically because they feel like they're not spending that extra time on themselves that vanity isn't there yeah they're they're more like uh they're they're more easygoing in the in the sense that they'll spend more time with their their girlfriends and shit like that yeah i think there's almost like a i don't know like you kind of owe it to maintain a certain amount of okay humanity yeah well i'll say this we're living in a society people well i've seen like uh guys interview girls and they're like who are they say would you rather have a guy with a six-pack or a yeah. guy with a dad bod and a lot of girls it's it's kind of split it is. It's split because it's totally split because the 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 one side they'll say like yeah I want a guy who's in shape who takes care of himself who like but then like there's other girls who like prefer that because a guy who doesn't either take himself too seriously or it's like some guy who won't fe- make feel they won't make the girl the lady feel like uh you know shitty about not taking care of herself self conscious like yeah, yeah. like, okay you know what if I let myself go he won't care because he doesn't give a shit all and there's right? a there's a real there's another yeah. level of like nar- narcissism yeah exactly but there's. I'm on the side where like, I understand where both sides are coming from, but Mm -hmm. it's like, if I was the guy, I'm like, you could do it for like the, the attention of, of, of females. Yes. At the same time, it's like, you should do it for yourself first. There, there are, this comes down to a lot of what we talked about before the podcast really hit. I think this is like, this is is not today, like in general and some other people too. There's like a, a certain amount of now that we're locked in, especially like self care, Mm -hmm. both mental, physical, like there's there's things that your brain needs to do to make yourself feel good. Like if you look good, you feel good. The GSP thing, right? Yeah, I think I think it's where yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it's more of a um well, I guess where I was coming from is that uh yeah, you you have that self-conscious thing mm-hmm. about like uh you're like okay, you know, why I should do this to make myself feel better. And I find that if your if your end goal is to like, you know, be more attracted to the other uh, you know, the sex. the opposite sex, whatever it is. Like, whatever whatever you whatever yeah. your boat. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is. That's kind of the 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 that's the the fridge benefit like that's mm-hmm. but like you know that's not all doing all of that is not going to get you to that you have to have like well you also have to have a personality you have to have like everything else right <laughs> yeah so, you, yeah you got to be a decent step human one. being so if you're if you're willing to work on step that that first step do that for yourself and then once you have that you're gonna look you're gonna look better you're gonna feel better next thing you know you know your personality is gonna start to develop a little bit better in certain areas and then after that. Uh, uh, it's about how much effort you put in. So. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. After that, it's uh, I think I think that's a that's a good point too. Like you've got to be. There could also be like a red flag issue, right? If you see a dude or a girl who's really into their looks, mm-hmm. like I mean, there again, like if I see a girl who, who goes to the gym and trains hard and has a six pack, to me that's attractive. Mm-hmm. I think that's the person who I would rather spend my time with because mm-hmm. at least I know there's there are things about her that I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to. Uh, do with her she clearly. Peaks, she piques your interests. She yeah. piques my interest yeah. because like we have similar interests, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there is something about that maintenance, like health maintenance, that I find uh, important and attractive at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, all that's done. If I talk to this person, and she's a dumpster fire of a personality. 
That's gonna that's gonna be like a, oh, a yeah, negatory, that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like and, you've you've got to have a personality. Yeah. That's just not a garbage monster. Yeah, I think like there's uh, there's extremes in this in these cases where it's mm-hmm. like someone who doesn't give obviously doesn't give a shit who's a total slob, and then you have like, uh, you know, triathletes, right, stuff like that, right. So, yeah. um, but yeah, you have to like I think you really have to meet in the middle. I think that's the this ideal one where it's the like, balance, right? Yeah, like I think it's someone who's like really crazy doing that kind of stuff. I don't want to speak for them, but I just think like the uh, my guess would be that they're uh, more often than not like they're that your their person your their personalities could be like so regimented like you know like that where it's like you know if you're not kind of on that same page that's a that's a good yeah the regiment yeah so is, if you're not on that same page where it's like you know what uh, yeah you know you might be wasting each other's time but it's like I yeah, think yeah, if you meet yeah. in the middle where like someone's like more like. Yeah, I work out. I work out like three times a week and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you know, it's not, you know, I can you know Saturday we can go for a burger and a beer, like it's or whatever, right? right? So yeah, so I think like you you need a bit of both worlds. I work out twice a day, and and that's just the way it has always been for me. Mm-hmm. Well, more so lately, but I've always tried to. It's definitely once a day. Um, a lot of a lot of my life, it's been twice a day, mm-hmm. depending on yeah you know, how I feel. My back hurts where I was going to be, right? Yeah. But um, I also miss those workouts sometimes, mm-hmm. and it doesn't kill me. Yeah. My brain doesn't fall apart. That hardcore regiment. Where it's like, no, I have to. If I if I do not do that, if I do not eat at this time, like I'm not a baby. Mm-hmm. Like I can work out, and if I miss it, I miss it. If I gotta go do something else, yeah. I gotta go do something else. Mm-hmm. If I miss a meal, I miss a meal. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not that kind of person. But then I have known people who are like, no, this is how it has to be. If I don't do it like this, my body's a temple. If I don't do it, I'm gonna cry because I'm a baby. It's like, no, you you're you're kind of you're stuck in a weird regiment. It's gonna break your brain. Like, how do you function in the real world if that's your thinking with one aspect of your life? Yeah, that's true. I think it's uh, yeah. For me, I I, I kind of lean towards like where there's like if it's like, don't take care of yourself and that and you're super high. I'm like mm-hmm. more like like right about here where it's like I'm sixty forty where it's like you know what, you know I take care of myself, but at the same time it's like if someone who wasn't like as hardcore as let's say I was yeah uh, or I am or whatever, uh, that wouldn't bother me. Yeah, I'm not really bothered by it. No, it's it's just, it's another thing that you could like uh, get get. The, you know, like another common ground you could find, like, you know what, that person is not interested in working out that much as much as you do. Like, you know, make that as something you guys can build. Yeah, exactly. With each other. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it's, you can't, you can't have extremes in any cases. No, man. Extremes are the, uh, they, they break you. They, extremes are what kill you. Because I mean, there's a lot of people out there who, in, in any case, right? I mean, like extreme eating, if you're eating too many sugary sweet foods and shit like that, that extreme can kill you. Yeah. If you work out way too hard, well, your mental state might take a break mm-hmm. or it might take a hit because yeah. like you're doing too much and then, you know, you can't really interact with other people because you're doing all your, your world is so regimented in that workout or whatever it is, mm-hmm. school, whatever it is that you can't interact with people in other places because you feel like you're doing something else a disservice. So your personal life takes a hit, or like you know you won't you'll you'll end up like distancing yourself from people because like you let's say if you're that's exactly let's yeah. say let's say if you're like hardcore like complete like workout like you don't miss them you don't miss a meal mm-hmm. uh, you count your calories you count your sugars you count your carbohydrates you count your protein and then you go out to meet people and then you start like you're eating, people are eating in front of you and you're like uh, and then you comment on what they're eating and then yeah. you're like uh, oh you know what you should then you're kind of like forcing your lifestyle upon them yeah yeah. I don't need you to fix my diet. And then, you, then people are gonna be like, like, okay, I understand he has a six pack, but you know, like, yeah, f this guy. So I think when, even when it comes to people who are um, not just in shape, but people who are out of shape, like I've never been the kind of guy who just gives advice. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what you should do? Like I've never been that guy. Not being somebody asks me, like, hey man, like I need to lose a couple pounds. No, like, okay. Having been a larger person, I can mm-hmm. tell you how I lost it. Um, and having been a, an in shape person, I can tell you how I maintain it. Yeah. But I've never been the kind of person who's like, hey, you know what? Use a fatty. Here's what you got to do. Get less fat by taking my, uh, use my system. It's like, I'm not that guy, 
Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I am either. I I think more of a sense of like if I if I if if I have to get to that any close to something like that, mm-hmm. I think for me it's like uh, I'll in, if I'm going for a run or a bike ride, uh, I'll be like, do you want to come with me? Exactly. Yeah. You might try to sneak it in there. Well, like yeah, because like, I like you know it's always more fun to do things together. Oh, for people, sure. Right. So like. Uh, um, but if you knew somebody who wasn't not poor health, but not in the shape they wanted to be, and they haven't necessarily asked you about it, you will offer that bike rate. Like, hey, Jimbo, I'm going for a bike rate later. Want to come? Yeah. Like even uh, even yesterday, I just, I I I phoned Sandy and I said, do you want to go for a run? Mm-hmm. And so because you know he's obese. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing I like about dude uh, is fucking Jack. Yeah, like Sandy's like uh, he's uh, how to put it this way. Sandy is uh um. He doesn't do anything unless he has a goal. Okay, you mean like, like physical? Like physical, right? So like, if he's running, he has to run, he has to run a certain amount of kilometers before mm-hmm. he. So unless then he'll be like fine, he'll, he'll be fine, right? Which is great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I guess that what I was trying to tell him yesterday was that um, he said, "I want to run ten because I want to run for run for an hour. I want to run for ten kilometers, right? Okay, okay, that's right. That's his. This is his first time running on the street." This year, right? Oh wow! So, so I told him like this you know, year or within a year? Within probably with almost within a year. Oh wow! And so, uh, so I said, I'm like, we're not going to run ten kilometers today, obviously, right? Like, he obviously he knew that, right? He knew that. But like I said, you have to like, you know, you want to be able to run, you know, a couple of kilometers, you know, do that without any pain, without mm-hmm. any like, uh, without trying not to do stop as many times as possible. And then when you do that more and more and more, ten kilometers will be comfortable. Yeah. Rather than doing ten kilometers in your first couple of days, and then you have to take like a week off because you're you pulled a hammy. Yeah, or you're shitting blood or whatever. Right? So like, uh, you know, or you, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Right. So you don't want to hurt. You want to like hinder yourself. Yeah. Towards but, your goal. Yeah, but I was running with him yesterday, and uh, his his pace is very very good. So I mean, he hasn't lost a step. No, and he has long legs, which is like which means his stride is longer. Yeah. So. Yeah, he was. Uh, it was. It was great yesterday. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, so we're, I'm gonna go again. We're gonna go in next week. If so, if you're not doing anything, you wanna wanna come with us? I will not. <laughs> I probably I very likely will not come. To, um, it's not that I don't like the the road running, or don't like that, or don't want to run with you guys. I'm. I've just. I've really toned down the amount of uh, like actual running. I was running too much last week because mm-hmm. I was doing the treadmill for a lot. A lot. I did three, four days a week. Then I'd go and then I'd stop for like a do do one day a week. Then I went back and did three days a week, four days a week again. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, man. My back wasn't feeling right. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I think right now yeah, it's they don't go. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, right yeah. now it's gonna be a lot of uh, like was it, was I it, love lunges. Was it your Upper back or lower back? Lower back. Oh, then don't go. Yeah, lower back was a big, no, give me a little bit of trouble. Knees are fine. Joints are fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my ankles, weirdly enough, when I would li- like shift over, like randomly. I mean, I'm just standing up. I would shift over. It almost feel like a little part of my ankle would just have like a fucking dagger into it. So it's like, right. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tone it down for a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, Sandy was saying the same thing too. Like, I think he has uh, like uh, below the ankle where the heel kind of meets the ankle on the outside. No, what's that called? Plantar fent. No, I'm not planters. That's, just like, like, that's actually, what, like that's what that's what he has. That's what he's got. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but uh, um, that was my big thing. It was like because uh, I started running around my area, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, there was um, no. Uh, my biggest fear was that okay, you know what I said. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna go for a run. Yeah. Biggest fear was that there was gonna be lower back pain. Mm-hmm. None of it. There was no lower. There was none at all. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Screw. That. And then I said, you know what? If I phone, if I phone Sandy, I'm gonna go. I was thinking to myself, I know where to go for long distance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, but you're no, also not going every day, though. I'm going to be going every day. You will be going every day. Starting next week, I'll be going every day. Okay. Uh, so, I do be going for distance, like running for like at least, 
at least for like a couple of, you know, run for a couple of minutes. Because you're supposed to like run for a couple of minutes, take a 30 second break, run for a couple of minutes, take a 30 second break and do that for about half an hour. Mm -hmm. So, but, so that's pretty much what we did, but we started running longer than that without break. And uh, uh, I was was like, okay, when is the back pain going to settle in? And it didn't. So I know exactly. Yeah, track so, so now I feel much better. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, there is like a uh, a weird thing that happens in your head, especially I find with running. Cause I'm, I'm not a, like the treadmill is not real running. You're not really doing anything for yourself outside of cardio. It's well, it's, I wouldn't say it's not real running, but it's like you're doing more damage to your body if not if you're, than running outside. Yeah, than running out there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I do like that feeling of the cardio. Like I, I like putting the headphones on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like getting the songs I want, my playlist. I put it on. Yeah. Exactly. Hit a ten percent incline mm-hmm. or ten degree incline. I just like to do that. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, not even a huge pace, like a four K mm-hmm. pace. That's it. I'll just get on there and just keep on going. But I do find that once I start doing that, it becomes almost like borderline obsessive mm-hmm. where I'm not taking breaks in the middle. It's like that that playlist goes. I know what all the songs are. So I'm singing the songs in my head before I know it. It's been a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And like I'm just kind of like just do my own little thing. Mm-hmm. Then I like to finish that off with an actual workout. Mm-hmm. I've always been like that. I'm not the kind of guy who breaks up cardio days and, and weight training days. No, you should. Yeah. Do it all the same, same day. I, I kind of do it all the same day. Because even if those days that you're not doing any uh not doing any like uh, workouts, like yeah. any strength training, you can still do cardio. That yeah, day. you can still do cardio. Yeah, so. But um, I get that weird obsession with it. And I think that's what happened. I started doing too much of it. And then like I get that weird thing where in my head, I'm like, this isn't real running. So get those knees up. I get the knees really high. I'll do weird shit. I'll do like sidestep. Yeah. The, I started uh, doing dumb shit on the treadmill. No, the... the, the I just overdid it. Yeah, runner's high is, is real. It's and real, man. Yeah, it's, it's your... Uh, especially if you live like... Like I told you when I was living in New York, in New mm. York or North Vancouver, sorry, I, uh, I had to go for a run every day. I had to. I'm just like, yeah, it's like, it is like a drug. Once you do, I find like um, every other day mm-hmm. and you get comfortable doing every other day, it becomes every day yeah. so easily. Oh, yeah, easily. Like it just becomes every day. Yeah, because like you don't like, uh, it's, you don't have to worry about like, uh, like okay, I, I can't like lift, I can't, I can't lift heavy, I can't do this, it's too heavy. You're just like, no, you're just going out for, let's go for a run, man. Go for a run. And for a run. Yeah, and when, you're, when your body is finally like, when you're finally like, uh, you're, you're conditioned to you're it. You're conditioned to it, and you've acclimated to like you know that distance and that time, mm-hmm. and that certain pace that you can go for that time. It's nothing. Uh, nothing beats it. It's the best feeling in the world. It's a great feeling. Yeah. Like it's a great feeling. And again, it's I find that that's that's the issue. I overdo it. Whereas with weight training, I don't. Like I'm actually, I'm I'm way smarter with resistance training and weight training than I am with cardio and running. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I'll take the days off in between. I won't overdo it. I'll always just do as much as I know my like I know where my limits are. Mm-hmm. With running, it's like no, let's do six hours today. And it's like no, mm-hmm. let's never run again because you burnt your system out. Yeah, back hurts, knees hurt, calves hurt, yeah. joints are fucked. Yeah, like, I'm really stupid with running. Oh yeah, like I, uh, um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I just, I think now like I, we do have a regular route. Like we do my old, uh, uh, my old trick or treating route. Mm-hmm. The old neighborhood by uh, by page by page. Yeah, um, and then. Uh, Go, but we go down to Dan Knot, and then we we circle around, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just a good. Um, even if you don't like, like, if you need a place to like, you know, gas is cheap. Drive to where you want to go, park your car, you just go for a run. Gas is so cheap right now. Yeah, it's Dude, so I, cheap. It's fifty four right now. Uh, fifty fifty four where you filled. I just did fifty nine. Mm-hmm. I did fifteen bucks because it was kind of getting to like not close to the middle, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a bigger tank. 25 liters mm-hmm. for $15. Yeah. I don't know. That was like 1998 last time I did anything close to that. Do you know how much a barrel of oil is worth right now? Well, it's in the negative now, isn't it? It's almost in the negative. Yeah. It's like it's it caught, uh, okay, a gallon, a, a barrel of oil is 60 something liters, I think. Yeah. 60, oh, the big the big gallon tanks yeah, they've got. Like six, well, yeah. It's like, it's like between like 
I think it's like 50 or 60. I think it's around there. Picture the barrel that Jeffrey Dahmer put people in. Yeah, that's what you're much. talking about. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Not that, to be crass, yeah. but... Yeah, so that that oil is is worth as much as a beer. Yeah, it's super cheap. It's super It's ridiculous cheap. right now. Yeah. It's, um, I think, they, well, the caps went up and the Saudis raised all the... They're they're not they're not capping their production anymore. No, yeah, they I think did. the Russians too, right? No, they did they did do uh, I think a ten million barrel cut. Did they? But the price still dropped. Yeah, there's so, there's too much because they did sign a deal, but like uh, I don't know. I don't know how any of that works, man. It's like the other day I was watching something about um, rural oil. How come it costs more still in small towns than it does here? You know why? Well, they're saying the whole idea that the oil is or the gas in the ground is bought at a certain price and all that kind of crap, right? It's, it's also shipment there too. Yeah, the shipment there as well. I that that's all cool. I oh, yeah. get all of that. Mm-hmm. Now it's a big jump, but what I also know is people here in town who worked in gas stations who are like, yeah, we used to arbitrarily raise the price up all the time when there's a full tank of of, of gas in the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense to me because people try to tell you it's like, well, you know, when you you've already bought all that gasoline, it's in the ground, it doesn't sell as fast, so we got to sell it at the price we bought it for. I'm like that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Because we already know people. Like I mean, Strangler was like, man, I used to get phone calls when he was working the Domo. Mm-hmm. So I would get a phone call that said, look out the window and see what the shell down the street's selling for. Mm-hmm. And if they're selling at a price that's more than ours, raise ours like a a fraction of an, a penny mm-hmm. below theirs. Like, well, that's just you've got a full tank in the ground. He's like, yeah, it didn't matter, man. It's all arbitrary. Yeah, the uh, well, Domo is like the. Uh bottom of the barrel <laughs> well it's um domo is uh i don't know what it's like now but i think back then they didn't have their own refinery right so they were pooling gas they were buying gas from they were everybody. buying gas yeah but they they had to buy like they, they had to buy because they didn't have the resources to buy like because they're not shell so and, well that, that's and just it yeah, they don't have their own refinery they don't have refineries right yeah. so they have to buy them from imperial oil or mm. whatever right so yeah it's pooled gasoline which is why you you heard your engine like if you're driving a domo gas like i'm gonna hear my engine yeah you, see, you, you hear that knocking you're like yeah what God, is that? geez i'm, I'm yeah. sorry i know but now the, uh, what i'd recommend to people right now is that at least once a month well at least now like your next fill mm-hmm. put premium in there in your in your gas it gas helps gas. man i mean it's um every now and then like i've always been the kind of guy who's like it doesn't like you're the cars that we're buying in canada you know, if you're out here getting a jeep or you're getting a i don't know like a, a tercel do they still make Tercels? Fuck, I don't think they do anymore. You have a Corolla, like you've got a Corolla. Yeah, I had a Tercel. Yeah, everybody had a Tercel. Yeah, Tercels are. They were shit. little tanks. They were little tanks. Yeah, they were beautiful little cars. Mine but if survived, you've mine, got those. Mine survived, mine survived a car accident. Oh, yeah, you survived like a pretty bad one, too, right? I destroyed the car. The other car died, and your Tercel had like a little bit of bumper damage. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I dro- and I continued on my way to work. <laughs> after after totaling a different car. Yeah, the co- police officer's like, can I. I said, can I go? And she's like, yeah. Uh, she's like, what the fuck? She's like, she looks like she's the car. She's like, what is, what car is this? And she's like, this guy, this car's a tank. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's made out of steel. It's, it's a it, little it, Japanese yeah, steel car. It doesn't have any crumple zones. This yeah. Is, this was, this was made before crumple zones were even made. Oh yeah. No, those are, those are tough little cars. Yeah, man. I, lo- I just, I saw mine just yesterday. Your actual Tercel? Well, the same one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I saw it. I was, it was driving past me and it was all clean and it was all, it was emerald green. I was like, oh fuck, there's my car. And I was like, they were cute little cars. I know, man. What I was getting at though is those cars, like you can fill them with whatever. You don't need to fill them with premium gasoline. Like if you're if you're driving like a luxury Lexus, like a like top end. Yeah, those require premium. They require premium they have, gasoline. They need high octane fuel. But it's very few cars out there require 100% high octane fuel. No, you don't really. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. But it is nice to put it in there. Yeah, do, it helps. Yeah, do it every do it once every like four fills or something like that, mm-hmm. and then you know your engine. It totally helps. You'll, you'll, you'll your car will thank you. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because even that that Corolla, that, that sorry, that Tercel was talking mm-hmm. about. Like, I went to, 
I drove it from Edmonton to Vancouver on one and one eighth tank. I buy that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That, that thing probably had like a one point two liter engine. Yeah, if even right. It had a one point. I think it had <laughs> it a one, little... Yeah, I think it had a one point five liter. It had like it didn't even have like a hundred horsepower. Yeah, I'm not and surprised. I, and I drove probably that thing eighty five. Yeah, I drove that. I drove the thing by my. And no air conditioning, no power windows or locks, no nothing. Nobody no, did, man. No radio. Yeah, nobody had that shit in there. And then uh. Okay, wait, here's my question. Was there no radio or, like, the option of the radio? Like, was the radio broken or, like, your dad just didn't put the option no, in? No, my brother put the, uh, he put, uh, he put a radio in there with the mm-hmm. CD changer and it stopped working. I am on the service. Yeah, so then, uh, uh, we, uh, so I drove it and in the, in summer mm-hmm. and it was so hot, uh, but the thing about that car is that it had, like, uh, it had a six-speed, uh, manual gearbox. Back then, huh? Well, no, the Tracels. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, like correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you would know more than this about me, more more about this than I do. But the Tracels in uh, in Japan, they have like a racing heritage. Tracels. I think it's Tercels. the Corolla. The Corolla the Corolla's for sure. Yeah, but I think the Tracels as well had some sort of like a rally. Am I, am I wrong about that? Well, no, no. The Tracels don't. The Yaris's do now. Okay, but the, 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 the maybe that's something. Yeah, the Yaris is the, is the replacement for the, the Tercel. Okay, and the Corolla, that's like the initial D car. Yeah. Like the, the little two-door hatchback. Yeah, everyone, everyone mods those things. Yeah, those things get modded all the time. Yeah. But I, was, I always thought the Tercel had some sort of a rally. Uh, Yeah, uh, it was... The Yaris for sure, though. I Yaris, could be getting... Yeah, it. I'm uh, probably getting it all mixed up. There's a, Yeah, so like that car... But anyway, had, that's why the six... Yeah, because it had such a massive fuel tank for such a small car. Mm-hmm. It had small little tires, so like it was like... Uh, it just went. They were bike tires, man. Yeah, it cost me like it, like it had such a massive fuel tank, and it, I just kept going. And I'm like, this thing is never going to run out of gas. And uh, or the the gauge is all messed up. I know. So and every like you know like you know like when you driving to Vancouver uh, in the summer, like you just like as soon as you cross the border to BC, there's more like rivers and streams and like you know it's almost instantaneous. Yeah. Like the second you get it's there's that little area when you get past the um like when you get past Banff and shit when you're still in the mountains mm-hmm. and it's all mountainy it's very alberta yeah. you're in the rockies and it's in there and there's that one moment you're like the land's flattening out mm-hmm. and there's just green and there's trees and you feel like you're going backwards through time it goes from winter to fall to spring yeah like this is fucked I now know. you're right it's like the, suddenly there's a river oh yeah and suddenly there's like a valley oh yeah and there's farms I'm like the hell's going on out here I know, it was crazy like because every time like i'm not sure if you were like this but every time i, I drove to vancouver from edmonton uh i'd always want to stop by and jump in that water like I, if, I know I know the spot you're talking about yeah, too. But you know the feeling, right? No, like, I do know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, uh, you know, you see that the rocks and all that running water and stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, and I was in my car. I was dying of heat. I was like, oh my god, I have no air conditioning, no nothing. The fan, the the, the blower was just blowing hot air. Well, you had little triangle windows. You yeah, turn the triangle windows to get the air. <laughs> the I air tried. Plug yeah, coming th- in. then like, uh, so I was like, fuck this. The night I was like, you know what? Make a childhood dream come true. So I pulled over on the highway. Mm-hmm. I pulled. I I just went. I pulled into like this. I actually pulled off on the road. I went and I actually saw that. And I said, because when as long as the water is flowing, mm-hmm. it's safe to drink. So like I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't even care. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Really? As long yeah. as the water is flowing. Yeah. It's it's there's safe to drink. If you're in the mountains and like there's uh there's water there's water that I felt it to make sure it was ice cold. Yeah. yeah. So I to make just to make sure that it's it's, a, it's it was actually glacier runoff. Yeah. So then I went there and I was like, okay, it's, as long as it's if it's if it's standing water, then mm-hmm. yeah, don't touch that. Shit. Oh yeah, still water is yeah. <laughs> there's stuff living right in the surface of that man. Yeah. So like I just jumped in there. I just mm-hmm. took off my shirt, my pants, and I just uh I just jumped in there. And I just uh, cooled myself off, drank some water. Uh, got the beaver fever. Yeah, and then I got back in my car and I just made it to Vancouver. That's totally pretty cool fine, story, yeah. man. That's not bad. Yeah. Road trip stories like that were uh, like that. That's when we were kids. Like again, I mean, I, it might have been different for you guys, but for us, 
my dad would get into the car, like he'd wake you up Thursday morning mm-hmm. and say, "We're going to Vegas," because we had all our all my mom's families out there, right? Yeah, you were lucky. Oh, so I'm not not quite. So it's Thursday morning. He wakes you up and says, "We're just going to Vegas. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back on Sunday night because they had to work Monday morning." Like my dad was a maniac. That's a suicide trip. That's it's a suicide real. trip, man. You you need to take some because you know a lot of my family. Mm-hmm. You got to talk to them about my father, mm-hmm. and they're gonna they're gonna probably roll their eyes and be like, "Let me tell you about the psychopath." So we would get in the car. We'd usually borrow my uncle's van because like there was a few of us. Mm-hmm. It's four of us. So we get in and you just pedal down, like pedal down from Vancouver and just drive straight to Vegas. Mm-hmm. You don't see shit. You want to stop in Zion? No. Look out mm-hmm. the goddamn window. Yeah. No AC in that thing. So it was just like hot and it's getting hotter. It? it was one of those old, it wasn't like an MPV, but it was like one of those old, like uh, like weird Volkswagen-y box looking piece of shit vans. Mm-hmm. They had just nothing in it. And you had the radio, you had the triangle windows, you had the side windows that slide oh, open. Shit. Okay, yeah. So like it's just hot Everyone's all the time. Yeah. Everybody's dying in there. And this was before we'd ever really driven down there. This was probably about 1987, 80, uh, maybe 86. We would drive down there. We did it like three or four times back then. Mm-hmm. And that was like the beginning of us spending a lot of time out there, right? Yeah. But um, that was it. Like you just, just floor it. If you want to get something to eat, you get something to eat and you get back in the van and you keep on going again. Yeah. And then we bought a, we bought a Mustang. The old, uh, the old LX, mm-hmm. the smaller, the smaller engine. Yep. Same shit, man. No AC, no nothing. Two windows in the front, two of us in the back, them and the parents in the front, mm-hmm. and just like fucking go. Yep. You just go, and it's just you're dying. It's hot. Oh, the yeah. windows are open because it's all dusty. I remember one point we went with one of my cousins, and she was, uh, she's my like my big sister, mm-hmm. and we're we're sitting in there in the back with the windows open. We're driving with uh, like construction zones and shit through California down to Nevada, and there's just so much dust in the road. She was able to take her hair and like just move it straight up from like all the dust and hairspray in her oh, hair. Shit. Like we just had the craziest family road trips. Like we never had like stop and have a good time. Mm-hmm. We were not stopping to have a good time people. Yeah. We were dying until you get there and to be thankful that you're inside of a home and can like fan yourself off in the, the AC. Yeah, the uh I think I told you like that one that that road trip we took with Sandy and his family. No. We uh this is when you were like real this were really young and we had those uh remember those big uh uh, in the 80s with those big Pontiac uh, sedans, those four doors with like, oh, yeah. no power. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a Bonneville. Yeah, like a Bonneville. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had the Catalina, I think. Yeah, that was the one. And um, uh, massive 5.7 liter engines with like a, maybe 150 <laughs> yeah. horsepower. All torque. Yeah, all you torque. can pull a tree stump, yeah. but you can't do it, 100. Yeah, it chugs along. When, it's, and, like, when it gets into gear, it has three gears. It has a th- it's a three-speed automatic, so it's like... Yeah, And like... Like that, right? It's just a total piece of shit. And then... The uh, and I remember that trip because like we were uh, this is like when we were in elementary, and then uh, uh, we, myself, my brother, and Sandy would always be like, and those in the eighties when like everything was in like full swing like Transformers, Ninja Turtles, all that shit, and then we were thinking, it was nerd heaven. It was nerd heaven for kids, and then we were like, who would actually? And then we're like, I remember Paul and Sandy were like, who could actually beat Leonardo in a fight? Oh, we've talked about this. Yeah, I remember we talked about. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I said. I said Raphael could beat him. Oh, Raph's the man. Raph's the man. Raphael's the man. man. Raphael's and anyone listening to anyone listening to this who says otherwise, and he has multiple yeah. times. Yeah. I mean, in the in the cartoon, I don't know if in the uh, the old animated series they ever had that, mm-hmm. but um, Raph is a tank. Yeah. That, that's kind of the, the characters, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna nerd out a little bit here. Raphael's a tank. Yeah. Leonardo is like the the straight samurai. Yeah. Obviously, he's got the swords. Mm-hmm. Mikey's a goofball. Yeah. And then you got Donnie's a tech guy. Yeah. He's the the brains. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Raphael can take a beating, and then when you're tired, he kicks the shit out of you. 
yeah, he's a psychopath too. Yeah, he's a psychopath. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because I was I was watching uh even like because now that we're in lockdown, I was watching the uh the Ninja Turtles episodes because I, I have that whole that whole set, that killer right? box set. Yeah, yeah. The um so I start that show went like it went like this. It started from it started so well, like it's unreal. The first that six episode movie mm-hmm. the with the neutrinos. Is, the five, is yeah, a, the five episode one. The five episodes. Mm-hmm. Is is like theater quality storytelling. Yeah. It's really good. It's unreal. And then it, it, it went like this. Then all of a sudden, it went like it went like this, went down like this a little bit. And then at the end of the series, it just drops like like crazy. <laughs> it's like they lost all their funding. They lost everything. The animation goes to shit. Yeah. The stories are crap. Yeah. It, is, it really turns into just garbage. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe it stayed alive that long. I can't believe they had so many good stories in the middle. Like yeah. all the Baxter Stockman stuff is really cool. Oh, yeah. Like when um when Slash shows up, it's really cool. Like yeah, all those season, stories are kind of neat. Yeah. Seasons one through three are unreal. They're really good. Yeah. And uh, I think um, with uh, uh, like Shredder and Krang just turned into like a... a they're like they're clowns, man. They're like Edith and Archie Bunker. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, they were dangerous. Yeah, and by the end of the series, they yeah. were like you're right. They they're were angry, Edith and Archie Bunker. Yeah, they're just an angry married couple. Yeah, it's just awful. Yeah, I mean that that happens to so many shows. The only shows that didn't really happen to were those like condensed. Um, they made them all in one go, like He Man. Mm-hmm. They made He Man like a hundred whatever episodes it is, like seventy episodes. Yeah, they did three or four years worth of stories. They they just animated them in a year. Yeah, like yeah, He Man is one of those things where like it never it didn't get better or worse. Like either you like He Man, stayed or you the don't. same. Yeah, stayed the same. It's right? all the same. Uh, Transformers. Uh, I would say got better with time. Yeah, Transformers storytelling got like darker, more intricate. They they carried over like it had yeah. multi 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 episode arcs. Yeah, like season one is just it's good for like. Season one, generation one, season one is like good for like nostalgia purposes. Yeah. Season two is is better. Season one introduces you to all the characters. Yeah, exactly. So season two is much is better. Then the movie is on the 1986 movie is it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, number one, as a little kid, when you're in the theater and you watch that, and everybody dies in the opening segment, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, your brain is just fried. Yeah, it's still like when Optimus Prime dies, it's like it's if not you don't, only if you if you don't cry. If you don't, at least if you don't have a like shocked a shock yeah. like, or like a shiver, it's yeah. like, like oh my god! Like when you were little, we were led to believe when the main characters died in the beginning, it was a red herring. In mm-hmm. the end, they show up to save the day. Yeah, and then Optimus Prime yeah. dies, and he's fucking dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not just. It's not like he dies, and then at the end, his body rots. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, his body rusts and caves in yeah. on itself. Ultra Magnus gets ripped apart. Yeah. Like everything just goes to shit right away. Oh yeah. And then like, like just that scene where like his head just turns to the side, like he's just dead or like, goes dark. Oh, like, I like, yeah, it was, it was a Mr. Hooper moment. For yeah. Kids. Like, Mr. Hooper, moment, like yeah. Mr. Hooper was dead. They didn't, they didn't sugarcoat and, it. Yeah. And they didn't hide it. No. As a little kid, I remember the Mr. Hooper thing happens. My, I remember my grandmother. Okay. Backstory for people who don't, who have, who have no idea who Mr. Hooper is. Oh yeah. You should mention that. So when we were little kids, Sesame Street was the shit. Because there wasn't a lot of content for us to consume. No. Like, there were there were a few kids' shows that were big, and it was Mr. Dress-Up, Sesame Street. Those were the things that you watched as a, as a six-year-old or a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hooper owned the grocery store, Hooper's Grocery, yeah. or Hooper's store in Sesame Street, yeah. on the street in the corner. And Mr. Hooper was a kindly old, he took care of all the people, he fed everybody, he was the guy that you wanted. Yeah. When you needed a candy bar, you went to Hooper, and if you were short a nickel, he gave you the candy bar. Yeah. That was Mr. Hooper. Mm-hmm. And the actual actor died. Mm-hmm. They did not recast him. They didn't sugarcoat it. Big Bird walks up to, I think, um, what was the, the bald guy? Gordon? Gordon or he talks to Louise. One of them. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's either Gordon or Louise, but it was one of the, the older, mm-hmm. like clearly a dad character on Sesame yeah. Street. 
And that guy lets him know, like, this is what happens. This is a circle of life, man. Yeah. Mr. Hooper is old, and then he died. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, like, break Big Bird, but he just tells him, like, a yeah, dad to tell a kid. Big Bird doesn't understand. He's like, he doesn't understand. get it. Yeah. Uh, and it was crushing, man. Yeah. As a little kid, I still remember the moment when Big, when Big Bird finds out that Hooper is dead. I think that the thing is, I think they did that really well is because Big Bird is, like, they're trying to explain it to, like, Big Bird, like, how someone would explain it to a child. Oh, well, Big Bird's five. Yeah, he's five. So basically, they're telling everybody, like, they're telling every like all the kids out there like mm-hmm. this is this is what death really is. This is what that's it is. That's a big bold move by them actually. Oh, it's fucking huge, man. Yeah, it, you're right. That's a big bold move for mm-hmm. a kids show. The kid they could have just glazed over it. Yeah, but uh, it wasn't the electric company. Mm-hmm. Like, the electric company was your psychedelic cousin. Yeah, who comes up and he's like, yeah, you know, I got I yell, I yell when I deliver mail. We give out milk, and in 30 years that guy's gonna be a rapist. It's yeah. awesome. It's hilarious. We got Spider Man. Yeah, but like no, Big Bird was he was the the audience's. I guess like um, what do they call it? a surrogate? Yeah, like Big Bird is the audience yeah, on Sesame Street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's the guy who little kids be like, "Well, Big Bird's five. I'm five. Mm-hmm. If, if Mr. Hooper's dead, they're telling me he's dead. Maybe he's really what is dead? What is dead? Yeah. Then they go into like a little bit of detail what it is, mm-hmm. and then they break your heart. Yeah. And then you carry on. Yeah. And it was like the best representation of a real world, like a real world death. I think in TV at the time, at least. I can't think of a yeah. I just can't think of a since one. then either, since right? Then, yeah, because like because like you know you're. When you're young, when you're five years old, when you're that age and you're watching Sesame Street, mm-hmm. your mind is just at that age. Your mind just open to everything. It's like a sponge. Oh, yeah. it, just, it just accepts whatever like whatever you throw at it. Exactly. Like, and Hooper was sweet. Like when you're yeah. a little kid, Hooper was a sweet old guy. Yeah, he was like a one of the main cogs on the on the machine that Sesame Street was. Oh yeah. So Hooper's store was a staple of the of the storytelling. Yeah, it's everyone went to Hooper's store. As, it was as important as like uh, Oscar's trash can. Absolutely. Or the stoop. Like Absolutely that. right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's dead. Yeah. And they have to explain that to kids. And they chose to explain it to kids. Yeah. Man, that was uh, that was really something. Yeah. The uh, oh, was it, uh, what was it? Where uh, are we going with that? We had we we had something there. We're talking about TV shows. Um. I oh, was, death. death, death, yeah. death as kids and TV shows. Yeah. Those are the uh, but Prime and and Hooper were the only mm-hmm. ones really. Yeah, the ones that have, that that affected me the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no one had the balls. Oh, flag, flag on GI Joe. <laughs> but that, that's less so. Yeah, but that then, was a but he was yeah, a, a victim of war. I, I guess that depends on how much GI Joe meant to you. I guess so. Yeah, meant a lot. GI <laughs> Joe meant a lot. It's oh, it's uh, it's back on YouTube. Yeah, we talked about it last time. Yeah, that's uh, on the episode that's up right now. Mm-hmm. Episode one forty three. There you go. Yeah, oh, a little break. If you don't, yeah, if you haven't watched, if, if you missed out on watching GI Joe when you were a kid, mm-hmm. go, uh, Hasbro released all the episodes on YouTube. So it's all up there. You know what yeah. else is up there? The nineteen ninety He Man series. Yeah, that's right. That's crazy series, man. That's a nuts. That's a crazy. Series. <laughs> that one is nuts. Yeah, everybody looks different. Mm-hmm. It's like all full on, full on anime of the of the time, right? Yeah, it's pure like pure martial arts and everything. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. He man is cutting people down. Skeletor is a psychopath. He looks nothing like a Skeletor. Very cool show. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised by how well that looked. I I didn't get to watch it as a kid. I like vaguely saw it. Yeah, I remember when the toys came out. In my mind, they were always. I thought they were knockoffs. Mm-hmm. I did not know the toys were real He Man toys. Yeah, the uh, um. As I, I, was, I was actually uh, watching He-Man a couple of days ago, and I find that Skeletor kind of reminds me of... Uh, he's the He-Man universe's um, uh, Starscream. Skeletor is? Well, the fact that... I just how, like, how, how, how funny he is. Like, yeah. Some, some of the gifs he uses, like I use in, like, in a, on, the, on our WhatsApp group or, or my, our group, whatever, our mm-hmm. messaging group, 
But like, yeah, I just find his like his antics are so like, are so funny. Well, like, he's a clown, he's right? He's a clown. And like when Skeletor gets depressed, he's actually legitimately depressed. Yeah, and it's just his lower jaw that moves. So it's yeah, like, <laughs> when he walks out, like the one where he walks into the into the mirror That's and the punches the mirror. I use that so many times. He's a he is a great guy. Like I wouldn't say he's a star scream. Like Trap Jaw is probably or Moss Man. Is like uh, the less ambitious Starscream. I guess to like, Skeletor's dumber Megatron. Yeah, I, I guess to like, I guess like personality wise. Yeah, I, I guess that's yeah. That's it. And the voice is kind of like grating yeah. and high. Yeah, I just like his lower jaw is the only thing that moves. Yeah, and sometimes his eyes, his eye, his eyes will go up a little bit, but yeah. Ah, he's such a he. He was a pretty fun character mm-hmm. overall, like because he's he's not threatening. Yeah, like he oppo- he gives no threat to He Man at all. No, like uh, you know what when when Hordak shows up and you see that Hordak is a legitimate motherfucker, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh. That's the boss right there. No yeah. wonder no wonder Skeletor worked for this guy. Yeah. He's a bad man. Mm-hmm. He's going to come through dimensions and just take shit over. He's a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah, Hordak is a Nazi. And Skeletor was like uh, just, just some dude. Like, I'm going to go bumble around and pick on that blonde douche. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing for, uh, I wanted to mention was that uh, um, Colby Cave. Oh, man. That was rough this morning. Yeah. That's, some real, that's some fuck news, man. I don't think that they, I've been this sad about something that just kind of showed up like in, in a while. Even the, like the, even the Kobe thing was rough. Mm-hmm. Like that was really bad. That happened. Mm-hmm. I know like if you were, you follow his career, it's a, it's a major hit to the sport, but Kobe cave, hey, he didn't have that coming. No, uh, yeah, that kid did not have that. coming. No, he was uh, just known as a great guy. Um, yeah, that was, that was a big, big, uh, I was kind of hoping like, like to be, completely forthcoming is that uh um uh one of my uh this girl i was i used to go out with uh she had the same problem oh really yeah and uh uh yeah she had the same thing uh she had a cancerous uh uh uh, something cancerous that grew in her in her in her brain Mm -hmm. and she same thing went to a mentally induced coma never got out of it Oh man, that's rough. Yes. I do know about that. That's rough to, to kind yeah. of to like relive that through that. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, "Oh man," I'm like, yeah. "What are his odds of surviving?" Right. So um, that's rough, man. Yeah. So and just like, yeah, I mean, you just literally think about that. We're watching them play. They're enjoying what they do, having mm-hmm. a good time. They're gelling as a team, and then all of a sudden, everything stops. He goes home, has this happen to him, and he just doesn't exist anymore. That's so fucking heartbreaking. Crazy, man. Yeah. So yeah, I just. Um, yeah, as soon as I read it this morning, and I was like, "Oh man, I like I didn't want to like," I'm like, I was in my head. I was I was like I was like, "Fuck!" I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, I didn't want to say that to myself. But at the same time, I was like, I just felt more sad than anything. Yeah, else. Yeah, nobody wants to wants to think. Nobody wants to believe it's gonna go that way. Yeah, you know, it's it's um it's rough, and it's rough. It's worse when like you you've got a personal experience with the same thing. Mm. Well, it, like similar similar thing that yeah. uh, that makes your head go there, it makes your mind go there. Yeah, but um, yeah, I know it's a but, shitty situation all around. Yeah, so um, yeah, so thoughts to the uh, family, hmm. wife. And, yeah, that's um, that, and that's the, no and good. to the Oilers. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely no good, mm-hmm. man. That and uh, God damn, man, Mort Drucker too, huh? Mm-hmm. Mort Drucker. I mean, we're just talking about Sesame Street. He was like the Mister Hooper of Mad Magazine. Yeah. Everything that you remember in your head about a Mad Magazine caricature yeah. was more trucker. That's right. Rambo, the the Schwarzenegger stuff, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Mr. T. Like if you're thinking of a drawing that's like realistic, mm-hmm. caricature in Mad Magazine, more trucker's the guy who did it. He's the one who did it. Ninety one yeah. years old too, huh? Fuck man. Life well lived though over there. That's 
Yeah, that's how you want to go. That's how you want to go. Yeah. 91 years old with like a like a definite legacy. Mm-hmm. I would say that he changed my art style for a good 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like because I was a, I was a huge Mad Magazine kid. The cousin with the hair in the car, she introduced me to Mad Magazine when I was like mm-hmm. 6, 7 years old. I never looked back. Awesome. And to think that he was like in his 50s doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when we were kids, he was already like a grandparent mm-hmm. creating incredible content for Mad Magazine. Yeah. Yeah, more Drucker. More yeah. Drucker. Colby Cave. That's yeah. uh, two, two like pretty different lives, but like still a significant loss in one yeah, what they me- very what, short time. Yeah, what they meant to people. and uh, Yeah. Uh, Brutal. Yeah, so young. Uh, 91, huh? No, the, uh, Colby Cave. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to bring some levity, you dick. <laughs> I'll bring it back down. <laughs> Trying to bring some levity to the whole thing. Actually, uh, we are in the darkest timeline. Yeah, pretty much, man. I just, uh, I've never, we've, this is the, this is why, like, you should um, go to the doctor. Well, I think, like, I was people th- right now are yelling at me because I don't do that. <laughs> like, right now, there's probably like everybody who heard that is like, oh, oh, the guy, oh, really? The guy, the guy who doesn't go to the doctor. I want people to know that in the future, when this airs, mm-hmm. and people I know listen to it because mm-hmm. I know they do. Yeah, they better be. You fucking better be. Mm-hmm. They're calling me right now. Yeah, they probably are. <sighs> yeah, the. I'm terrible. I think. Um, uh, I was watching a. Uh, this, I had to. I, I want to rewatch it because it kind of remind me of like where I like where my head should be mm-hmm. in in times like this. Uh, I was watching. Um, uh, there's one of my, my probably one of my favorite bas- basketball players right now. Uh, Victor Oladipo. He plays for the Indiana Pacers. Um, he had a really bad leg injury a year ago, and he, um, this guy's a high flyer. He's just like a, just plays by the seat, flies by, plays by the seat. Athletic. Yeah, just athletic. Yeah. He doesn't care what he does. He'll shoot a three from like wherever. Doesn't he? Doesn't care. Um, He's a risk taker. Yeah, awesome guy. Like just great guy. So he was out for and he he broke his leg basically, mm-hmm. right? So he did a, a year of like uh, uh, rehab, and then he came back, and on his uh, so he came back um, after Kobe died, and so this is the, this is about maybe a couple months ago, and he well you actually shared that clip with me. Yeah, of one. when he talked about it. Yeah, so like yeah. when he uh, when he was uh, then he hit a game the, the game uh, time. Well, he had shot. like a career game, right? Yeah, I mean, he had a real. Actually, like, no, yeah, he he missed so that many points. It was his first game back, but he hit the he hit the three to send the game to overtime. They mm-hmm. won the game in overtime, and then uh, they interviewed him afterwards, and he was like, he just broke down, and uh, you probably remember the clip, and uh, he said, uh, yeah, it's like these are these like but yeah these are tough times, but tough times don't last. Tough mm-hmm. people do. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, so I was like, I was watching that yesterday, and it was like, it's hard to watch, but like, because uh, it just, it just brings back memories of Kobe and stuff like that, but like, you uh, you owe it to yourself to like, uh, don't let things that are beyond your control, like, uh, kind of like, define who you are in that moment. Exactly. So, if you're, if you're going to be, if you're stuck at home and you can't do it, you, you uh, feel like you're, you know, like you're, Solitary, you get the you get the anxiety, you get the cabin fever, mm-hmm. cabin fever and stuff like that. Get outside and go and start making yourself a better person. Do something, man. Yeah, yeah, no, make yourself a better person, or um, remember who you are. Yeah, that sounds so cliched. Yep. like all that does, but like those are the things that really they uh, the cliches kind of stick, right? Yeah, like you can't you can't just like drown in your own misery that you're having a bad day. No, like you got to get out there. Yeah. Call a friend if you, if you can't. That's what I was gonna somebody say, like, is going to be yeah, there like, for reach you. Reach out to people. Like, yeah, reach out to somebody. You don't know who, like what people are. Uh, you know, like what people are going through. Text our show. We'll text you back. Yeah. 
Message the uh, the podcast. We'll message you we'll back. We'll message you back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you know us and you uh, you're having a bad day, we're probably the nicest guys. Oh, we're complete dicks, but we'll help you out. Yeah, but we're yeah. <laughs> we're complete dicks, but we're there for you. Yeah. Well, we're, we're dicks on people. We're, we're on people's sides. <laughs> no, we're we're the we're the assholes you want in your corner. Yeah. I've uh, I've made people cry for other people. Um, it, it's one of those things, right? Like depression and um and anxiety. Like I, I'm a I'm a pretty happy go lucky guy. But I don't, I don't generally get bummed out by this kind of stuff because, like, no, a lot I of what I do either. is around there anyway. No, I don't. Either. But I can understand. Like, I do have friends who do get that way, and I kind of, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not like a, a monster. I'm not a sociopath. Like, I have empathy for these people, mm-hmm. so I can see why they get that way. I can understand oh, yeah. why they get yeah. like that. It, it's, it's very hard to see. Like, when you're seeing, when you're scrolling through the internet and you see people like, there's an articles about people who are just have anxiety, just staying at home, and they're going through. They're, yeah. they're just depressed, and they're sitting by a window looking out, wishing they could do something. And I'm like. Like, well, number one, that's not me. Yeah. And number two, it's like, uh, like, do do something. Like, like I know, like, there's, they've maybe they've tried everything, but like, number one, get out of the house. Get out of the house. Yeah. Go, get for, out of, go for a walk. Get into your. Like, I mean, like, do, unless you live in New York, but like, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. If <laughs> yeah. you're if you're in like a high population density area, mm-hmm. then you're kind of fucked. Yeah. In which case, you know what? Maybe I mean, start watching fun TV shows. Yeah. You know, like that idea of you are what you eat. Mm-hmm. Well, you are what you consume. As far as information goes, sure too. you are. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I, I've, I've mentioned it here a couple times, but a few years back, like a little while ago, more than a few years back, uh, a few people I knew were getting into, like, writing and comedy and entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I was helping out. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a smarmy dick, so I'm like, oh, I can write some shit. I found the more snark and smarmy shit and, and just overall, not negative, but just like... Uh, like deliberately biting satirical stuff I was I was creating, mm-hmm. my brain was starting to go there first with all my thoughts. Yeah, and it was not fun. After a while, I'm like, you know what? I got to take a step back because I don't like like I'm I'm and it, you know it, it's very easy for me to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I worked in bars a long time. Mm-hmm. I had to when I was doing the PI stuff, I had to make up a character when I would go and talk to some people. Sometimes, yeah, a lot of lying, a lot of like creative stuff in my head, so I can fall into a character pretty quick. Yeah, I did not like doing that kind of stuff. Like I see. It's not fun being that person. No, it's not. If you're consuming that content. If you are. Because, yeah, because, like, it depends upon, like, you know, if you're not willing to look at, like, let's say, for example, like, if you're trying to develop some sort of, like, political identity, for example, mm-hmm. right? Let's, let's say you're, like, okay, I don't know. I'm going into this with, like, no idea. Let's say someone just landed on Earth and be like, I, I want to, like, get into politics. Yeah. If you get into, like, just liberal politics and you just adhere to that and subscribe to that kind of idea, that's going to define who you are politically, exactly. right? So, like, but, yeah, like, you're, you're totally right. You are what you consume. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's what you watch, read, eat, whatever, right? Yeah. So, but uh, don't be afraid to like try something new or something like, you know what? I have time to work on myself, whether it's writing, whether it's like shooting something like like photography, whatever it is. Right? Whatever it is. Watching something. Don't don't feel like this is going to be a waste of time. Like you, yeah, won't, you, I mean, won't, you will never know until you try it. And they'll be like, you know what? I actually enjoy this. Yeah. And if anybody's shitting on you for trying something new, fuck those guys. like nobody's yeah. going to, no especially now, nobody's going to look at you and be like, well, look at you trying to better yourself. What a loser. Yeah. Trying to paint. What a dick. Yeah. I mean, that person clearly is not somebody you need in your life. No. And I mean, you, you probably don't have anybody in your life who's going to be like that. No, like there's probably... There's probably millions of people around the world who are just do who are going through the same thing you are, and they're like, you know what? It is the yeah. probably the first time in since like World War II, since World War II, or and not even Nam. I would say like like an actual global 
like event mm-hmm. where everybody feels the same way. Oh yeah, we're all we're pretty much all on the same page. Yeah, everybody feels the same way. Every human being on the planet, any age group, mm-hmm. like every, all the little kids in the world who can't go out and play feel like all the other little kids on the other side of the world who can't go out and play. Yeah, all the adults who've lost a job, they all feel shitty, and there's other adults on the other side of the planet feel the same way. Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, if there's something you always want to do. Now is your time to do it. Yeah, now is not a time to be like a like to politicize or be like negative or shit on people. No, nope. somebody's trying something, like just let them try it. Uh, um, yeah, unless it's cocaine, don't try cocaine. That's, that's yeah, just, don't do it. It's just man, the next morning, trust me, it's no. it's never as fun as you think it's gonna no, be. No, I will say this though, if you are going to do it, yes, controlled environment as with anything, drinking, smoking weed, anything, controlled everything, and just and do just do a do a little bit and then walk away from it we're we're being jokey about it yeah but that is that is absolutely true about any substance that you're going to try for the first time if you've never tried a substance you need to talk to somebody who has who you trust yeah and be around people who you trust yeah because the last thing you want to do is like freak out do mushrooms and have a freak out exactly or do cocaine and have a freak out yep god that there are i mean the the freak out the the chance of freak out is like 90 percent. it's the freakout is like it depending upon like how comfortable you are. Yeah, it's it, it can. I'll say that it can it can happen. I've had freakouts. Like I've never been like a like I'm I'm not a cokehead by any means. Mm-hmm. But working in the bars and doing the kind of stuff that I've done in my life and been around the people I've been around, it's been there. Yeah. a lot of times, and I have used it every now and then. Mm-hmm. And there was times when I was like, ah, this is nothing. This is nothing. No freakout. No problems. No nothing. No no like next day. Feeling like you're just a big old piece of shit and nothing, right? Because, yeah. I mean, it kind of like goes through your system. You do a bunch of stuff. You're whatever. Yeah. And then there are times when, you know, you feel like a pro and then you go into it. Then you have a freak out and then your next day is shit. Yeah. And then your next week is shit. And you're like, well, why do I feel like crap for six days afterwards? Mm-hmm. It's because you never know, man. You never know. You never know what you're getting. Yeah. I, I had a... Uh, it's best to just stay away. Yeah, it is. Like, don't... Uh that's not the thing you should be doing right now. <laughs> That's not, yeah, it's not the thing you should be doing right now. Like, like right smoke, now, yeah, just, you, just don't. Yeah, you can smoke some weed and watch a movie. <laughs> smoke some weed, eat some Doritos, Everyone, drink some Mountain Dew. Yep. Be that guy. Be that guy. Spike like spike your tips up. Mm-hmm. Like uh, frost your tips. Yeah. Put yeah, on and, a puka and, shell necklace. I, and I'm not telling people to do that, but like I would recommend start playing video games. Oh, man. Everyone should be playing video games right now. Uh, it's look, video games are great. I'm putting that out there, but everyone, video games should, are great. everyone should be playing video games right now. I've been I've been weirdly busy um not playing I have I was taking a look at Steam the other day. I haven't played anything in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Since this whole thing went down. Yeah. Even before that, I haven't played anything in like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um but like last night I was looking at the Witcher. Like, I gotta get back into the Witcher. I miss that world. Mm-hmm. And it gives you an escape. You get in there, you're doing something, your brain is working, you're actually in an environment that feels like you're like they're open world, right? So yeah. you feel like you're somewhere else. Yeah, you're not cooped up in your house. Yeah, there's uh, and yeah, like even myself and Sam, we've been playing Halo online. That's awesome. Trying to kill, like, he'll just phone me, be like, "You got your gun ready?" I said, "Yeah." He's like, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go save humanity." <laughs> I love. You know what? It's it's a it's a great escape when you say it like that. When you when you kind of like reinforce the jokiness of it. Yeah. You yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you're, you're like, having a good time. Yeah, let's go fucking let's kill go the, save humanity. Let's go kill the Covenant. Let's go. Let's yeah. go kill some covenant demon face prick. I don't know. I know nothing about Halo. I'm just starting to say things. I'm trying to be cool. It's uh, trying hard to be cool. But it's kind of hard to play without headsets. Halo is. Like without the um the headset to talk to your friend? Like any headset. Okay. Even like something like this. Like Even the one that just has like one here and the, the microphone comes away. Yeah. So we could talk. So we can't. We have to use our cell phones. Mm-hmm. And but now, but then we can't use those. We can't use those anymore. But so we just hang up on each other. 
and we just play it without talking to each other. That's awesome. So, but yeah, it's kind of hard. Uh, so like if someone gets lost, you have to be like, oh God, I have to go God, find them now. Call him. <laughs> I gotta go fucking phone him. Find out where he went to. Yeah. Oh God. Hey, the XFL is dead. Good. Poor, no, not good. Come on, man. I mean, you weren't excited for the XFL? Man, okay, it came and went, came and went. You're like, Twice. Yeah, so just let it die. Let it go. I feel bad for him. I, I know. Feel okay, like, I understand why you feel bad. Yeah. So like, I, I feel your pain. Like, I, oh, no, I yeah, don't feel I, bad yeah. for him as a wrestling fan. Fuck that. Like, I'm not going to watch the XFL. So I'm just wondering, like, okay, I, okay, I am guilty of critiquing it without actually watching it. Okay. okay. So I'm just glad the, uh, like, if it, if it failed again, mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a reason why I just let something die. Well, the coronavirus killed it. Yeah, so I'm. It's a victim of coronavirus. So, what did it? Was it how much more violent was it than regular it, football? It was basically the CFL with like live balls. Oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't really violent. There was no like the XFL is football. Yeah, it wasn't like there was there was made to be a faster game mm-hmm. in the way it was played mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit more aggressive in the sense that there was more action all the time, like yeah. shorter shorter breaks and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But it wasn't designed to be like um, a scripted violent enterprise. It was real football, mm-hmm. but it was real football where there are players out there who don't get to be superstars somewhere else. Yeah, and it was made for players out there who might who might not be those multi million dollar names in the, mm-hmm. in the NFL. To go play in the XFL. Also, it's kind of like the big three in basketball. Yeah, it's same vein. Because big three in basketball, you know what that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So it's same, same general idea, but for football. Yeah, except for like, I guess for XFL gives more people a chance. Where it's like Mm. big three is like retired NBA players who still want to play. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or people who couldn't make it at the high level NBA, Mm -hmm. so they go play big three instead. Oh yeah, they might have those people too. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas this was like. um, you could be high level and you could go, you could go play there, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it wasn't designed for like um like the top level guys who weren't coming down to play in the XFL. Why would they, right? Would could would that would this work in reverse? Like where it's like were, were the actual NFL uh, teams looking at XFL for like? I totally really yeah absolutely there were oh, there were shit. players who I did go back that. and forth. I, I didn't know that it wasn't like uh, like nonstop, but there were definitely players who went back and forth. Okay, I, yeah. I, I did not know that because they they play opposite each other, right? Mm-hmm. The the NFL ends, XFL starts, mm-hmm. so it was like they were like uh like one would come after the other. So there were NFL players in the XFL. Okay, so they could work off each other and be like, yeah. you know what? Okay, this this guy didn't work so good this year. You used him for the XFL. Then we lost this guy. This guy's in the XFL. He did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like they tried. I, I'm pretty sure they tried for Kaepernick. Tried to get him in there. Um, I think uh, what's his name, the Mister Prey Tebow. I think they tried to get Tebow in there for a little bit. Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. So there are people. There are players they were trying to bring down to uh, to the XFL. Okay. And then from there, they can they can always go if they're great players. If they're super athletic. Mm-hmm. Then NFL would definitely look at them and be like, hey, okay, cool. Let's get that guy up here for a little bit. Actually, you know what? I was going to ask you this last podcast. Um, what? Actually, my brother brought this up. He's like, "This is something you should, you should, uh, you guys should." Call. Hey, a question from the outside world. Yeah. So he's like, "This is something you guys should talk, should talk about." He goes, "Has there ever been?" He goes, "Give me an example of a movie that you thought was going to be unreal mm-hmm. and it turned it, out to be shit, and turned out to be total shit." Avatar. Avatar. I, I I think Avatar is just a tech demo. I've always thought that. Oh, okay. But okay, besides the 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 elephant in the room. Okay, besides the elephant in the room. You're like, man, this this movie look is this looks the movie looks great. You saw the trailer, like I can't wait to see this. Oh, you know what? Uh, a great example that I was just thinking about yesterday because it popped up on an episode of Community. Uh, the other Avatar, Last Airbender, the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie was uh, old buddy of the show, or Dave. We'll call him Dave because I know he yeah. likes to be called Dave. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dave. Duke, Mr. Do sex? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, huge, huge fan of the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the two of us, we've worked together for the longest time, and he would always talk about it. We watched Samurai Jack, 
So we, I, I know his tastes are my taste. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't stop talking about Avatar. Yeah. So I watched it. I really enjoyed a lot of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. And then the movie came out. So that was like around the era I got into Avatar. Mm-hmm. And then the movie pops up. So we all get super jazzed. I'm like, all right, we'll go watch it, man. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. So I already kind of know the mythology. I'm a few episodes in, it'll be awesome. And that movie is garbage. Mm-hmm. That movie is really just total shit. Mm-hmm. It's not... It's nothing like what you expect it to be when you when you think about Avatar. Mm-hmm. And uh, M. Night Shyamalan made that thing, so you'd think it was going to be good, and it wasn't. It was yeah. total, total horseshit. Yeah, that's true. It was, and the, the reason was, visually, it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like, uh, the production design, all of it looks amazing, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, they didn't, they did, like, classic. They didn't stick to the uh, the heart and soul of what the, the source material was. Yeah. Obviously, like, outside of, like, the, like, Avatar, Avatar, and outside of the new Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. That's the one I could think of recent in recent memory. Okay. Where it's total shit. You've got one. You clearly have one. Whoa. Uh, one that was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, non-Marvel. Non-Marvel? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go non-Marvel because... Okay. Okay. Not the MCU. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mainstream MCU. Uh Where I was like, I was... Because I'm just, I'm just a huge fan of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I watched it, I was like, holy shit. This is a movie that I didn't... Because a lot of movies I know are, are going to be shit. Or that I, I'm like, okay, it's not going to be that good, so I won't watch it. This yeah. movie, I actually went to the theater and watched it. You were excited for it. Yeah, I wanted to see it. Um, Daredevil. Oh, man. Oh, that hurts me. That that one... Daredevil hurt me. Yeah, I walked the out Ben of Affleck it. Daredevil? Yeah, I walked that out That movie of it. hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. That movie rolled up, and I, I genuinely felt like... like I felt for everybody who's involved in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys really thought you were making some sort of mm-hmm. great piece of work here. Yep. When he does the uh, the the playground fight scene yeah. with Jennifer Garner. Oh, fuck. I yeah. was just like, ah. this is, what is this? What to, are you, what is this? I have to shout that memory out of my head. Let me tell you why Daredevil is so heartbreaking and I, and I have more an, so. Yeah, and I have another one too after this. Oh, hit me. Hit me with that one. We'll go back to Daredevil. Okay. Daredevil and uh, the quest with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, again, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. I was so jazzed for the quest. I thought it was, like, I thought it was a blood sport for like the new generation. Yeah, it was like blood sport or Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Like this is going to be like Enter the Dragon. It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Because at that time, I think Mortal Kombat was already out, right? Yeah. So we were already into this Enter the Dragon fight land kind of feel. Yeah. And fucking the quest comes out. And it's just, it is not. It's garbage. It is hot garbage. Yeah. It is a wet, hot Already on fire, put out, still smoldering, wet garbage. Yeah. Went to the th- with went, cabbage in it. Yeah, went to Cinema City Twelve to go uh, to go see it. I think I think most of us probably did. Yeah, Vanesh was uh, working the the front. The fr- I think he got us all in. Oh God. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we all went to see it. And then on the way back, we were uh, we were shouting outside the window. We're, uh, on the, in the in our cars, we we're like. That movie fucking sucked. <laughs> oh, the quest was rough. If anybody does not know what we're talking about, that was the Frank Dukes Jean Claude Van Damme team up. They had gotten together. I think Frank Dukes like, like had an outline. Van Damme got some people together. They they kind of produced the whole thing themselves. Yeah. And that was going to be this, like you said, Enter the Dragon, Mortal Kombat, Enter the Dragon for a new generation. Yeah. And it was going to be incredible. And yeah. it looked really cool. Yeah. The, the idea. It didn't pretty, deliver. The, yeah. The production value was fine. They yeah. got elephants and all that shit in it. Like it was. Uh, it was Waterworld. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it had that look to it. Whereas I like Waterworld a I lot. Li- I do like Waterworld. I really enjoy Waterworld. Yeah. No, it does not yeah. deserve the shit that comes its no, way. No, it doesn't. Not at all. Man. Yeah. So, Daredevil, though. 
this is why I find Daredevil more heartbreaking. Mm. Mark Steven Johnson, the the writer director yeah, Daredevil, yeah. highly uh, grumpy old man. Yeah. Um, he's a he's an actual like legit martial artist. Mm-hmm. He had this whole vision of Daredevil. It's going to be very like crow and noir, and he hired all the right people. Like Joe Pantoliano was in it. They had some people in it that really felt like it was going to be very uh, like noirish. Mm-hmm. He even had like, a suit that he felt was like more realistic than the cartoon suit. Mm-hmm. It's like it has to be like a like a motorcycle rider. Yeah. The helmet's got to be loose so he can move his head. It doesn't have to be connected. It doesn't have to look like Batman. Mm-hmm. It's got to be very like mobile. Yeah. He had a real working weapon. Everything that movie is tested to to look and feel really good. Yeah. There are some. It's got. It's it, it is a victim of its era of filmmaking. Pretty much, yeah. So there is some wire work, like the whole jumping around and walking on the, the seesaws and shit, the teeter-totter. Yeah. When he catches the, the his, his blind guy stick uh, and does that little bouncy move bouncy and smiles. Move, yeah. Like, those are, all, he, those are all victims of the era of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Then you watch the extended cut, mm-hmm. and it's got Coolio in it for mm-hmm. like 45 minutes. Yeah. In an actual working section of the movie that was just removed... That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So when the girl, when he's in the bathtub in the isolation tub thing, mm-hmm. and the girl is screaming and he kind of senses her and she's crawling towards the tub, you know what I'm talking about? That I one little exactly moment there. Yeah. There's an entire storyline that ties in why he's going after Wilson Fisk in the first place. Really? Yeah. There's 45 minutes of Coolio in jail where he goes full Matt Murdock lawyer mode with Foggy Nelson helping him out, and Karen Page goes and does all this research. Like there's a full section of the movie, like an episode of television that was eliminated. Really? That is that that ties the whole movie together, and then oh, you you watch that and you're like, well, I can forgive the seesaw teeter totter fight. Mm-hmm. I can forgive Jennifer Garner's voice. Mm-hmm. I can forgive all that shit because there's a lot of here, a lot going on here that's really good. Yeah. And then you see the making of yeah. when he's sitting next. I think it's Avi Arad, and the other guy is cutting the movie. Like another producer comes in because he didn't have final cut, but he's in the room while they're cutting it. Mm-hmm. And you watch Mark Steven Johnson watch them tear his movie apart. Oh. And you watch it and you see that. Like, if anybody, ha- I think I've got the extended cut here. Mm-hmm. If anybody can see the deleted scenes or the, the making of when he's watching his movie get chopped up, it's, it is painful, man. Oh, man. So, Daredevil was, it could have been so much more. Yeah. And it was nothing but hands in the production. Like, too many cooks came in yeah. and took Mark Steven Johnson's div- like vision away. Oh, okay. And just fucked him. Now I cannot defend him on Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider is just is just that's another terrible. one too. That's another one. Ghost Rider is just awful. I don't know what happened there because like I kind of walked away. But knowing what I know about Daredevil, I I can see what happened there. Mm-hmm. Like I can definitely and I can defend it to a point. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. But Daredevil, absolutely true. It was I, one of those movies. And the first time I watched, it, I was like, "This is what is happening here." Yeah, I, I had. Um, uh, I think I have. I have. I think I have like. Off the top of my head, I can think of three, three more. Like number you know, first one was uh, Highlander two, the quickening. Oh, man, that was just I just saw like okay, they're back. I'm like okay, these two are back. I'm like that's that's not that's unreal, right? Yeah. But how are they back? Yeah, it's, the, the it's, story they built up makes no sense. It, it, they're aliens now. They're aliens now, right? So Dude, it's all weird. It's all weird. So like I, I'm not even going. To, I'm not even going to go into what the movie was about. But Highlander three, the sorcerer. <sighs> It saved it, man. It saved it. It saved yeah. the, the continuity. Yeah. It, 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 it eliminates number two. Yeah. yeah. It is a weird movie. It's a weird movie. And then um, I saw the trailer for Highlander Endgame. I was like, okay, this movie look, it doesn't look that bad. Like Donnie Yen's in it. And like, uh, I was like, uh, um, the, was the, Donnie Yen in Endgame? Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, the two, the, the two Highlanders are, are in there, right? Yeah. The two McClouds. The two McClouds are in there. Duncan right? McLeod Duncan and Connor McLeod. Yeah. So they're... Um, they have, they both have to fight this one this mm-hmm. one immortal. I was like, I'm like, okay, this doesn't look too bad, right? I mean, so then I watched the movie and I was like, 
this is actually this is not a good movie. It's not a good movie. It's terrible. It was a uh, a terrible sequel to an otherwise good show. Yeah. Okay, if, if anybody is a Highlander fan, they know mm-hmm. that Connor McCloud shows up in episode one of Highlander the series. Yeah. And then the series goes off and it's just builds on the mythology of of uh of the immortals. Yeah. And then the watchers and the whole idea of how like all the all the immortals have somebody who kind of guides them mm-hmm. and then they have somebody who watches them. Mm-hmm. So they kind of work through this world the way they work and get the quickening, get the power and like did the uh, the powers of the person they just killed. Yeah. All that shit's great. And then like season season six, when is it when he kills his sidekick? When he kills the kid, when he, when he takes Richie's head. That's season five? Five or something? It's super dark. I think and it's the last five. season is short and six, shitty. Yeah. I think it's season five. Yeah, and then it just kind of ends. Yeah. Then it just like, just kind of ends. Yeah. And they have to do something. And then they have that last episode, which is Endgame, mm-hmm. which is just as bad as the last season. Yeah, that was, uh, that was because I know it had Rob Zombie music in the trailer. I was, no. like, I was like, it was perfect. I was like, oh man, this looks, then I watched the movie. I was like, Okay, the, the 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 woman in the movie is is very hot, but like, uh, oh the the what's her name from the rest of the show? Yeah, she's uh, yeah, and I was like, this movie's this this movie's terrible. The movie's really bad. Yeah, and the movie is disappointingly bad because it was you were really kind of hoping for a really good end to Highlander. Yeah, and you didn't get it. I didn't get it. Yeah, I was uh, they could the thing is like I can understand that movie was caught in a weird place because that first movie is. Well, it's well, not really me, a movie for Highlander. It's a movie for the series. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, because that first movie is like for me, it's like it's flawless. Like it, it, you can you can tie that up with a bow mm-hmm. easily, right? But uh, but since it was it had such a huge cult following, they had to they had to make more movies, right? But that's that that's either that can go one of two ways. Have you seen the uh, the Renegade cut? Yes. How is it? I have it. Is it is does it do well? See, because in my head, the Renegade cut of Highlander is unreal. Is yeah, it's like over oh, Highlander two. No, there's a Renegade cut of both. Of both? Yeah. Okay, I'm talking about that, the cut for Highlander 2. It's not good. Okay. See, because to me, that is like, I what I always thought was what I just told you about Daredevil. Mm-hmm. There's an entire section in the middle that's mm-hmm. removed that would tie the two parts of that movie together. Yeah, you can't like, that's like... Because I'll tell you, all I remember about number two, and I've seen it like five times, mm-hmm. all I remember about number two is a beginning when they're in space, that weird dust planet, yeah. where it's Dune, yeah. and then it comes back, and then Ramirez jams the sword into the machine, and then he dies, yeah. and then it ends. I don't remember anything else about that movie. Yeah, it's like it's it's such a it's such a Frankenstein like. I think Michael Ironsides in that too. Isn't he? He's Ironside like the bad it, yeah. guy. He's the bad guy. Yeah. yeah, so weird. Yeah, so those, yeah, the Renegade <laughs> cut of uh, like the direct like the the, the, ex, the extended cut of the first Highlander mm-hmm. is unreal because it it opens up a lot. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, those those two movies are terrible. And my last the one, another one I could think of is uh, okay, I knew it wasn't going to be that great, but I was I didn't think it would be that bad. Is uh, Alien Resurrection? Oh God! Yeah, Alien Resurrection. And these it's, are and these are movies that like I I this, some of these are like the ones I went to the theater. Which, like, I like oh, I, I definitely went to the I theater had the for, to watch these. Yeah, was, yeah. So Resurrection was a theater movie. Resurrection had me until the weird CG aliens. Yeah, and then it lost me, and then it kind of had me again doing the basketball thing because I thought it was kind of cool because I mean it made Ripley like more of a badass in a way. Yeah, and then um it lost me again, and the weird fucking alien baby at the end. Yeah, that was hybrid? disturbing. The yeah. hybrid, none of that was any good. Yeah, like all of that was just like that was awful. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's what that movie is supposed to be. Maybe that movie was supposed to be because really, when you look at the direction of the alien universe, mm-hmm. it just gets worse and worse for her. Yeah, I mean, the first movie, you think everything's cool by the end. She wakes up and it's not. It's worse. Yeah. You know, it's time's gone by. Everybody's dead. The kid is who knows what happened to Newt. Oh, Newt did not die well. Yeah, no, none of that happens well, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, the third one. 
where she's on Rape Planet, mm-hmm. on the rapey prison, mm-hmm. where it's got, again, like Joss Whedon's in it, Fincher's, Fincher's got his hands in it. Mm-hmm. All these great things could have come together to tell you a really cool story. Yeah. And they, they kind of dropped the ball. It's got its charm, but, you know, it apes off the Terminator ending. Like, a lot of things happen to really leave a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. It's, and then four just leaves a really bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, it's because uh, it, with especially with three and four, that's when like especially with three, like David Finch, this is when these people were coming into their own basically. Yeah. But, but this is at the very beginning of their careers. Yeah, and so they're not given the uh, the respect and the authority. They exactly. can, it's not Fight Club Fincher. No, it's not. Yeah, this is this literally Alien Three Fincher. Yeah, it's not Girl with Dragon Tattoo Fincher. It's like it's so yeah. It's uh, this is him like just you know just bowing to the producers mm-hmm. and so and just seeing his movie get destroyed basically. It's so, rough. So yeah, like uh, yeah, those ones definitely stick out. I think it's a lot of sequels. Yeah, man, it's like Alien got a lot of sequels. Mm-hmm. I yeah, maybe Prometheus. That's one for me. I really thought Prometheus is gonna be some. Hey, this gonna be some shit. This is gonna be great. Prometheus dropped the ball for me too. Mm. Yeah, I, I know. Like that's one of yours where you you actually enjoy it. Yeah, I think because you are you're a fan of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, as a person who also at that up until that point was a big follower of the universe, mm-hmm. I just walked away. Oh yeah, like for me, Prometheus is like I thought it was um, definitely has its flaws, and like I can agree with the flaws that you that you that you saw in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, I looked at it as a point of like not only as a technical demonstration of Ridley Scott's vision, mm-hmm. but also as a leaping point to like you know what where's this where are we starting from? Yeah, because but like oh this is a this takes place place before okay okay we have to start from the beginning right? we have to see what like where this is where's this this alien thing where, captain what what do they call the guy in the ship? He's got a name to it, doesn't he? Is he like the pilot? Do you see him in Alien? Oh, the one that you see in oh, Alien. Oh, Peter Rayland? No, no, no. Well, you know when you when you watch Alien? Yeah. And you see the thing, the guy in the chair, like the, the 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 dude in chair, that they go and see inside the gigantic cavernous thing. And in, in Prometheus? No, no, no. Well, yeah, they show him in Prometheus, but oh, he's I mean, the, oh, the mean, dude the, in the chair with oh, the helmet, the, the giant alien. The engineer. Well, no, he's not an engineer. The engineers are the they're the bald guys, but there's that one gigantic alien thing that's piloting the ship. And it's dead. It's in the chair. It's already dead. Oh yeah, that, that yeah, yeah, that, that, that thing. thing. Yeah. Right? We needed to know where that thing came yeah, so, from. Yeah, so like that's that, so you needed Prometheus. Yeah, so I guess that's that's why I kind of like Prometheus. So I'm yeah. like, you got to start somewhere, right? But like, granted, like so many hands were like into like uh, like uh, I think the the writer for Lost was uh, he was Lindelof. In. Lindelof was fucking demon can't finish a story to save his life. Lindelof. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I shit on him. A lot. I think I should. Stop I think that. who's that Sorry, writer? Spates. I think that's what's his first name. Ah, uh, something Spates. Yeah, 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 that guy. So he 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 wrote he wrote original draft for that movie, mm-hmm. and then he said they said okay, you know what? This movie's like it's the idea is kind of cool and stuff like that. But then Lindelof was was brought in to like you know punch it up, punch it up, and do yeah. all the stuff right in right. So like it's kind of a mishmash. Yeah. So like used both both ideas. I think from what they got was actually not too bad. Visually, the, visually the movie's amazing, but like you, it it looks incredible. I yeah. love the way it looks. Yeah. So, but at the same time, it's like. Uh, you have to like take the the alien part out of it mm-hmm. and just be like, you know what? Let's just see how this creates the uh, the universe. Yeah, of the I, I think those are the parts of the movie that I really enjoy. I enjoy everything except for the parts that make you think about. Okay, so I, the issues I've got with Prometheus, so the issues I've got with um, I just watched Godzilla, the King of the Monsters. I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Yeah, me too. I fucking love Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got the soundtracks from the Toho stuff. Like, I'm I'm a I'm a nerd for Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Everything about King of the Monsters, when it came down to the monsters, was great. Mm-hmm. But then you've got these human schmucks out there. Oh, they, they just they, they take ru- it away. They I mean, ruin, they ruin everything. Yeah, they ruin everything, and that was my problem with Prometheus. You've got this great world, oh, yeah. these characters you really love, mm-hmm. but then there's these human characters who are supposed to be competent, mm-hmm. and they're not. No, like when when you've got people 
going after King Kong or going after Godzilla and their military and they're that high level. At this point, you've handpicked them. You didn't just like reach out and scoop up some army guys and put them in a gigantic floating no, they're, they're the best sky the sub. Well, they're supposed to be best of the best. They're supposed to be best of the best. You tell them, hey, giant monsters, we're going to go fuck them up. And they don't look at you and be like, giant monsters? What's up with that? Okay. Like nobody makes a quick a quirk. Yeah. A quip, sorry. Nobody yeah. uh, makes a quirky quip. No, it's it's, it's not like it, it's not like uh gay guys, there's no plan. It's like this is not it's not rudimentary. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's like, "Oh, what do we do now?" Well, like, Poindexter says that he can hear sounds like a bat. I'm like, "No, no." No, the people you've got on this mission are the top level assassins. Mm-hmm. If a scientist at the front of the room tells you that Godzilla can hear sounds, because the alpha signal is this this creation, all those guys are like, yep, gotcha. Yeah, understood. Gotcha. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Gotcha. Let's roll. Let's roll. Yeah. Understood. They don't they don't make a quip. It's like Poindexter here with the pencil on his ear and the yeah. tape on his glasses. He says Godzilla can hear sounds. Like, you idiot. Did they did they say that in the movie? Yeah, there's some weird shit oh, like that. Where they were all kind of jokey about it. Like, what is what does five fingers here think about the the bird monster? It's like, no, man, you're you're not making funny remarks mm-hmm. you are not comic relief you are an assassin how was the action in that movie all the all the monster stuff was terrific mm-hmm. they actually did a really good job with the rodan mothra was was perfect they even snuck in some stuff about mothra and the twins i thought that was really cool mm-hmm. like when you're watching it you kind of see that uh that crouching tiger girl that zhang zi whatever her name is yeah she's in it and then um you're I like her uh, she's great mm-hmm. she's a good actress super pretty all mm-hmm. that right yeah but there's a moment there when she kind of tells you her backstory mm-hmm. and how she's been tied into uh to monarch for a while mm-hmm and then you see a photo, and you're like, oh, my God, they're doing the twins. Telepathic Mothra and the twins. And they actually show you a bunch of that really? stuff. Yeah, they, they tie a lot of it in there. Holy. Godzilla and the, um, there's some new stuff they tie in as well. Godzilla looks like Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghidorah is is great. Mm-hmm. They never they never come out and openly call him King Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. They tie, not to, I'm, not to spoil a bunch of stuff, they actually make him a, an alien, mm-hmm. which is what he was in the original series as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. Yep. It's okay. terrific, man. I, I really enjoyed the monster stuff. The human stuff is all shit. Mm-hmm. Totally worth it for the monster stuff. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question and I want... Uh, oh, they had the music too. They had the actual, they had the Toho music. Oh, really? Like not some weird new score, but they had the like... They had all that stuff in it. That's Ah, terrific. I really enjoyed that part. Okay, I'm going to ask you this, okay? When it came to... I apologize for my singing, but uh, that's how it sounded. Uh, I was spot on. No, if you no. can appreciate how great that was. No, when you... No, yeah. I think you should make that... Not you. I mean the audience. Oh, no. I don't. Uh, yeah, I know you I, appreciate I, I, I love your singing. You know exactly what I was talking about. The, uh, okay, how did you get into uh, Toho horror movies? Like, what was the... F- what were the first things you read about like when you to like really understand them? I think when I was a kid, it wasn't even reading about them, but if I'm not mistaken, they were on CBC. Uh-huh. They would show that stuff on CBC. Did you read any books about them? Um, I never really got into a lot of books. Like, I never really did a whole lot of deep dive research as a kid. Like I know, the, like, in the libraries at in school library, and stuff. Yeah. Like, did you read any books about them? Um, I think I read a little bit about Godzilla and King Kong. But I books? never got deep. Huh? What books? There's a reason why I'm asking you this. Yeah. Man, I don't, I have no idea what kind of books. They were, they were, they were magazines. They were bound books. Yeah. Like, they were, they were, like, those old school... Like kind of thick, but not thick. Mm-hmm. Like almost like graphic novels are today. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff, but like paperback. They weren't like hardcover books. Okay. They weren't those. I remember they had those in the libraries. Do you remember these? Because uh, that, that's how I learned. Because mm-hmm. um, that's how I learned about... Uh, like. But I watched a lot. I didn't really read so Yeah, much this is what got me into watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever find read those books that were uh, like... They'd have the characters... These are the official books from like Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like... They had the, the Dracula, um, uh, the Wolfman, Mummy... 
God's like all the like mm-hmm. uh, and they were, the classic Universal monsters. Yeah, and they were on these books that were black with the orange co- orange siding. Did you read those? I can't remember those. I mean, I man, I probably got through them at some point, but those were not influential enough in my in yeah. my research. Yeah, as it were. Because yeah, because I was in the library. Like mm-hmm. that's like, I guess when I was in when in elementary, like I just re- I spent all my time in the library. Yeah, and it was well. That uh, was our internet. That was our internet. Like if you were bored and you had nothing else to do, you went to the library. Yeah. Then you'd go to a little card system. Yeah. You would you would alphabetically look for what you're looking for. Yeah. The Dewey Decimal then, System. Yeah. And then you look for the number mm-hmm. and you find it in the shelf. Yeah. And I just got uh when I found those, I was like, because it shows images of the because they're hardcovers, mm-hmm. but they show images from the movies. And I was like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta watch these movies. And That's after rad. that, I was like, these movies are like The Invisible Man and like. They're terrific. Yeah, Invisible Man was, I th- Invisible Man and Dracula were my favorite. They're the ones, huh? Yeah. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. That was, there was one on that. It's my yeah. all time favorite monster movie. Mm-hmm. When, when you watch The Creature from the Black Lagoon, the underwater stuff they do in that. Oh, it's crazy. Is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so far ahead of its the time. The photography underneath the water is unbelievable. In, it's insanely yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It is so far ahead of its time. It's just like you almost lose your appreciation for some of the other stuff that was out there at the same time. Yeah. That when you watch Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is phenomenal. The swimming, the weird stuff, like when he almost grabs her foot, but she, yeah. but he doesn't. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, she's actually kind of pretty. I don't want to kill her. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, do I like her? Oh, I think I like her. Does she just drink like me? It's like he actually has like a moment where he's trying to interact with this really pretty girl underwater. Yeah. But he's a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. No, oh, it's really good, man. Oh yeah, like did you see? Did you see like when it came out? I think when Tom Cruise had the the Mummy trailer uh, when that movie came out. Uh, did you see that trailer for the Dark Universe? Yeah, I don't know. No, but did you see the trailer? I saw the trailer for when they showed all the old, uh, all the, the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. That that just, when I watched that trailer, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch these movies again. Yeah, they were they're all really good, man. Yeah. I mean the um, the Karloff stuff, like everything with Boris Karloff. Uh, when they talk about like I'm, I mean, obviously it was after. I got, well, the first thing was before IMDb, I picked up, uh, I had an AST Advantage computer. Mm-hmm. And it was a piece of shit, but it came with a disc. And that disc had like an IMDb in it. Mm-hmm. There was like an encyclopedia of like fucking everything. Mm-hmm. You could pop that thing in and it had just had like weird, it was almost like a full Wikipedia in a disc. Mm-hmm. And I would read everything, man. It had um, sound bites from like Gandhi. It had like little video footage of like Hitler marching on the streets you can learn whatever you want to read about like whatever you want to read about you can learn in that thing mm-hmm. and they had things in it that would talk about like the monster movies mm-hmm. and that's really actually where i started reading more oh, about okay. like yeah. uh karloff and how he wasn't super tall mm-hmm. but they the reason he looks the way he does in the movie is because they need to increase his height more yeah and the angles they'd use to shoot him at to make him look bigger than everybody yeah. else how that little girl who's acting yeah is so small mm-hmm. to make him look even larger oh yeah, even yeah like that's where i read yeah, a lot you, more about even karloff like need to kneel down like, yeah in frankenstein when you to, yeah you could see the awkward He's like, oh yeah it's yeah. so weird and the way he would lean against a board yeah like all the way he would rest all the ways he would rest during the uh the production of the movie mm-hmm. and there's a they had a photo in that or somewhere of him drinking tea with like a half mask on mm-hmm. so he's got the head on and he's got the bolts i think mm-hmm. but you can see how like it's not all there it must be like the, during the makeup yeah and he's got this like little dainty cup of tea and he's trying to drink mm-hmm. like his little thing oh how he changed his name uh, boris karloff wasn't his real name yeah that's right it's like it's like it's like Steve Christopher or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I can't remember what his real name was. I can't remember his real name was. Yeah, but I remember he was. Uh, but Boris Karloff was. Uh, was he? He like lied about how his ancestry was Croatian or some shit like that. Yeah, uh, Bela Lugosi did not appreciate that. Was that what it was? <laughs> well, he hated him for a lot of reasons. I think also because it was just pro- professional jealousy. I think. I think a lot of that. Yeah, probably well, a lot of that. Yeah, stuff. I mean, and if you don't know, but like, just watch Ed Wood. 
It'll uh, yeah. Watch Ed Wood because that's if you really want to learn about a lot of that stuff. We talked about it a few episodes back. Yeah. Ed Wood is great Ed Wood for is that. the shit. It's one of the. I think it's one of Tim Burton's best movies. Oh man. Well, we're actually coming up. Uh, not today, but sooner or later, mm-hmm. we're gonna do one of Tim Burton's greatest movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Batman '89 mm-hmm. is on its way, and yeah. then we'll, we'll. I think we'll throw in Ed Wood as well. Yeah. I for do sure. Have it, yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy. We should go back and then give another good look at. Uh, Ed. Yeah. It's it's. It's comical and it's funny, but it definitely gives you an insight as to what was actually happening. Yeah, it's comical, and they they talk about his life, but they don't like really like they don't make fun of him. They're just like no, it's like it's not at all. It's just the situations they were in were hilarious. Like they were so fun. Like, you, like how was that real? Exactly. Yeah. yeah how, how? Like yeah, you're you're spot on. It's not that they're making fun of him. Mm-hmm. It's his life was so zany anyway. Yeah, it's like it's one of those. I think it's one of those instances instances where like. Uh, uh, reality is stranger than fiction. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. No, totally true. Oh, hey, Man of Steel. That's another one. Oh Man, yeah, Man of Steel was yeah. one where I really, man, I went into Man of Steel thinking because I thought Henry Cavill's casting was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first like ten minutes were incredible. Yeah, and then it just goes downhill so fast. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel went downhill so fast. I can't. I can't talk about Justice League because I haven't seen it. And Justice League is. I, I have a weird spot for Justice League now. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that uh, that Snyder Cut actually might possibly exist. Mm-hmm. And I talk shit about that all the time. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I just don't know how it could because it, it wasn't cut together. Mm-hmm. But so many people now say that there are, uh, it, it's very much like, not, um, what's that, a Donner Cut. Yeah. Where they've got all this stuff where, you know, you can see a scene when Clark walks into a room that's clearly shoe polish in his hair. In yeah. his hair. So there are scenes that aren't finished mm-hmm. but can bridge the... Uh, the movie? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was trying to think of a movie that uh, well, that was not that was supposed to be good, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be shit. Yeah, that was really well. That's, yeah, there's, that's, there's, for there's me, a, it's definitely Man of Steel. Yeah, there's a because a lot of these movies are they're like okay, that wasn't as good as the, as the other one, but it's not that bad. Yeah, but there's there's certain movies out there that are that are total like that are total crap. Like hot like, garbage. Yeah, hot garbage. There's a reason the hot garbage stuck. Yeah, as a as like a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing worse than hot garbage. Yeah. If you ever been to a campsite and you walk past a dumper, a dumpster in the summertime, mm-hmm. you caught a little bit of a little bit of hair from that dumpster. Yeah. Hot garbage is terrible. Oh yeah, like, like these are movies that you walk into, you're like, yes, I can't wait, to, I, I can't wait to watch this. Can't and then, wait. And then you're like, no, that was terrible. <laughs> have you walked out of anything recently? Recently? Yeah. Uh, the or last... what? What have you walked out of? What was in the theater that you were just like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm out. I'm done. Uh, I it was uh, Kate. I think I think I've always only walked out of like two movies. Really? Yeah, that's it. I what walked out of uh, I walked out of Daredevil, mm-hmm. and I walked out of The Devil's Own with Brad Pitt and uh, Harrison Ford. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I don't think I hated that's a, it. That's that a much. that's a very eclectic. Movie. <laughs> yeah, those are those are very like those are so different from each other. Yeah, The Devil's Own, man. I barely remember anything about that. Yeah, I don't remember anything. Or Brad Pitt's awful accent. Mm-hmm. I remember The Devil's Own was supposed to be, um, what was that, uh, Clear and Present Danger? It had that vibe to it. Yeah, it did. Was that the one? It. The, the, I, I thought it was- That's the first one, right? That's the first one, yeah. The first Harrison Ford one. The first Harrison Ford one, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like that, and it wasn't. The first Jack Ryan one of those was uh, Hunt for Red October. Yeah, that's the first, uh, like Jack Ryan- Jack Ryan's- like, in, in general. Yeah. But Harrison Ford's first Jack Ryan- Is Clear and Present Danger. Patriot Games. No, pa- yeah. Patriot Games is number one. They Patriot Games is number one. And that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was yeah. going to be Patriot Games. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I know we didn't have anything to go by in that movie. So we just, we just went, to go, went to go see it and it was, I was like. Just 
just rough. Yeah. Even Turtles 2 was not that great when I saw it. I still love Turtles 2. I know, but now like I can I appreciate so. it, right? But, I, yeah, I yeah. love Turtles 2. But uh, I didn't see the third one uh, in Turtles theaters. in Time? I haven't seen it in theaters. Turtles 3 in theaters. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. I saw that in theaters. Yeah. I really liked it. Tarzan Boy stuck me. When mm-hmm. Tarzan Boy comes on that movie, I'm in. I don't know it's near the end. Oh, okay, that song's in it, then I'll watch <laughs> but it. But Tarzan Boy's in it. Yeah. Man, I was... Like, everything about those movies is just... There was, like, um, the costumes didn't look quite right. Mm-hmm. Like they go to Japan, they meet the, the four fat samurai come to New York, and Casey's yeah. got to work with them. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't, like, that interaction. Like, it, I didn't get to see Casey with the turtles this time. Mm-hmm. But um, I still... I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Maybe it's got, like, Star Wars syndrome, right? Where you, you want all your characters to be in the same room together. Yeah. But then they're not. So, like, fuck it. The old movies are like that, and then you watch the old movies, you're like, actually, they weren't like that. Yeah, Star Wars is another one, but those are... Oh, we, we, I, we shit on them a lot, right? We shit on those. I, I've like kind that. of made my piece of Star Wars. I think the the reason... I, I've kind of analyzed it to the point now where I'm like, okay, the reason I don't like the new Star Wars movies mm-hmm. is you really tried to sell me on the idea that you're building it for a new generation. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to move all your older characters to the back burner and give me all these new great characters... And they're going to be the ones that carry forward for the next like 30 years, right? Which is not the case. Which is not the case at all. Yeah. Instead, you shit on all the old characters. Mm-hmm. You showed me new characters who didn't matter and didn't interact with each other and have no relationships. Who we don't care about. Who we don't care about. Then you split them all up and now they'll never do more movies of those characters. Yeah. Those characters will never go on to build their own legacy. It's over. It's over. So why did you shit on all the old characters to begin with? Yeah. You killed Han Solo. Carrie Fisher dies of a broken heart. Yeah. I, that's exactly what happened. Fucking for anybody who says that didn't happen. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. She wanted more time with Luke. She had more time with the Han. You didn't give it to her. Yeah. Now she's dead. And yeah. you fucking did it, you people. Thanks. That's what, yeah, thanks. Okay, okay, clear. Okay, you saw Rise of Skywalker, Dick right? Uh, no, I did not. You didn't see it? I'm not going to watch it until it shows up to me for free or on a service that I already pay money for. I'm not going to give them money. Did you, uh, um, do you know what happens? I have a vague idea of what happens. Okay, I don't, I've been watching like, I love watching people shit on it on YouTube sometimes. If I have nothing to do. So you've put together a concept. I I kind of, I, I know what happens. Uh, but you know that, who's that English, like that, who's that fucking guy who's really annoying, who's, who's part of the First Order, that guy who just gives all the orders. He's really, he's pasty white with the red hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it called? Hux? Uh, Hux is the guy, yeah. General General Hux, whatever his name is. That's, um, what's his name's kid? The the guy who plays Han Solo in Lake Placid. Okay. Yeah. Now, isn't he... I heard, isn't he? I heard like. Well, okay, hold on. We'll we'll give a we'll we'll say it. So just so we don't spoil it, mm-hmm. we're about to say it. I'll I'll point to the camera for as long as we're saying it. Okay. I'll make a sound when you're done, so everybody can. Okay. Thirty seconds. You said what you're gonna say. Starting now. I heard he's a spy for the rebels. Yeah, I've heard that he's like actually like a turncoat within. Yeah. That's why all that shit that he's just kind of like. All grumpy face all the time. Yeah, and he's he's letting them shit on him. Mm-hmm. He's allowing them to shit on him because mm-hmm. he's actually working for them. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I heard. Okay, that that's the spoiler. We're done. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, so that, that spoiler, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I've heard as well. Okay. I haven't seen it. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. They had to they had to make that happen to try to cover up for how bad their their story actually was. Yeah, like I I, I won't go any further. No, I won't go any further. But yeah. that's that's in a nutshell. That's also why I hate. The, the idea of those movies mm-hmm. you told me that you're going to give me new characters you gave me new characters that mm-hmm. will no they will go nowhere now yeah it's done we're finished mm-hmm. the skywalker saga is finished we're done we're walking away everybody go home take the ball you brought yeah you're not playing anymore yeah i don't season's canceled yeah like on, i'm not trying to say like and like i'm saying all this with like with the intent of like i 
really like Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. But you know what they did? You know what the next three movies did? The the, the last three movies? They, they made me love episode one, two, and three. Yeah, they capitalized on... They tried to capitalize on Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was definitely... It was, yeah. uh, it was engineered... It wasn't um, yeah. from the heart. No, it wasn't at all. No, even even st- like episode one, episode two, and episode three, I think George Lucas definitely wanted to tell you a story like it was like close to him. Yeah. He might have had like real missteps, yeah. but that's like the dialogue. When you listen to the dialogue in those movies, like, well, this is corny because he wanted to convey an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's really like all that stuff when uh, when he's got to when um, Darth Vader there, Anakin, mm-hmm. has got Padme mm-hmm. he's trying to flirt with her a little bit. Yeah. It's all corny because it's a fucking teenager trying to flirt with somebody older than him. Yeah. And it was it was written from the perspective of a guy who wanted you to feel something. Yeah. He tried and he failed. He tried. And he fa- yeah. And then he got he got totally shit on. And then he's like, then he's like, okay, these are the fans that like they're. Yeah. And look at the one thing he, he stuck in there. To Disney it up, to market to you, was that Jar Jar Binks? Mm-hmm. When it didn't work, he axed him. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Jar Jar's gone. He's gone. He's out. He's out. And I, I know I tried to feed you something for little kids to buy toys for. Mm-hmm. Jar Jar's out. Yeah. And it was the perfect continuation uh, from, from uh, one, two, three to, to four. It was perfect. It, you know, it, it feels Star Wars. It, yeah. And you're like, okay, you know what? This is how, this this is Star And as soon as like, uh, up, and we've we've talked about this like, just ad nauseum ad nauseum but like uh i love that phrase yeah but it's it's not like uh for me star wars is yeah it is han and luke Chewie and, all, and all those guys but it is it is luke and vader like that's for me that is star wars when um when he's on the the little bridge mm-hmm. and in jedi he's got the handcuffs on and yeah. darth vader's talking to him mm-hmm. too late for me my son yeah that's Star Wars. That's Star Wars. Luke and Vader when he's on Dagobah mm-hmm. and he fights the Vision in the cave. Yeah, that's that's the ultimate battle between light and dark. Yeah, man, a balance of the force. Yeah, that's that's the thing, and that that's why uh, people. That's who, why it hurts so much. It does, like, and I think that's like I've, I've talked. I I think I talked about it like uh, like like months ago, but like how um, Darth Vader is like the his he's the most tragic villain greatest villain of all time he in is, cinema he's hands down the best villain of all yeah. time yeah in cinema Darth Vader you can't give me a better bad guy no from from New Hope to the end of Jedi yeah like cause if you understand his whole story arc yeah it's it's sad oh it's super sad it's super sad it's super sad and at least he gets something at the end like in the end he's like ah oh, I brought it back like yeah. he, he gets a closure for himself at the end mm-hmm. as a ghost when he gets to see his kid and he's yeah. like alright you know what I, I, I fucked a lot of shit up I killed all those kids. Mm-hmm. I caused the destruction of uh, of the greatest fighting force of the galaxy. Yeah. But at the end, he at least kind of feels like, at least I didn't kill my kid. Yeah. And now my kid's going to help fix the whole thing. Yeah. So he had that, like, this complete arc. And yeah. then, like... Uh, after, and for what? And for, after, nothing. for nothing. For nothing. For the nothing. For the next three movies, for nothing. Yeah. And we're saying what all Star Wars fans are saying. All fans. Yeah. Not just the neckbeards. Neckbeards no. are half right. Yeah. They're just... They're unlikable as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, oh, did you uh, end up watching... Uh, uh, Formula One yet? Uh, no, I I didn't. Did you watch Castlevania yet? I yeah, I'm into Castlevania now. I haven't gotten deep into it, but I'm into Castlevania now. Okay, yeah, for I'm I'm definitely watch. I'm currently watching Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Uh, F1, I did not. You know what happened? Community happened. Fucking Community's back on Netflix. Oh, is it? I love that show so much. For my money, for my for my hard earned money, mm-hmm. it is the one thing that I probably would openly pay money to watch. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've gotten into that show or ever got into it. No, I never. I never watched Community. It is. Uh, I think for for I should, comedy, like, I should because what's his face is on there. Uh, Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase, Joel McHale, the 
the legend. Childish Gambino. Yeah. I mean, uh, the amount of comedic value that you get from that. Mm-hmm. And for our generation of, of viewers, because it's made from people in our age group, mm-hmm. uh, by people. Like, we're like in the middle of the age group Wait of minute, everybody's involved in that. Community, is that with, uh, what's her face? Um, uh, uh, that's not with, um, uh, who else is it? Okay, who's in that show? That's, uh, uh, who else? You, you mean like the the girls that are on it? Yeah. Oh, Allison Breeze in it. Um, what's her name? The one, uh, the other, the other one. I can't. Her name is like right in the tip of my tongue. Uh, the blondie there. But I don't know who you're talking about. Oh yeah, because I know I'm, I'm confused with the different. No, it's the one that were in school. Yeah, the, it's um, it's that one with uh, 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 oh, what's his name? Uh, Ken Jong's in it. No, the the guy who's uh, um, Jim Rash. No, uh, it's it's uh. What's his name? Danny Pudi. His uh, Donald Glover. He's it's like they, they, uh no it's Parks and Recreation. Yeah, that's the other one. That's the one with the the guy with the voice. I love that guy. The dude, Ron Ron yeah. Swanson. Ron Swanson. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's in that one. Yeah, that's Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is Parks awesome and Rec is unreal. It's uh, Parks and Rec is super super underrated. Yeah. yeah, it's such a good show. Yeah, I mean even when it was overrated, mm-hmm. it was still underrated. Yeah, I always feel like Edmonton is uh. Is what's the city they live in? The the, the actual town they're oh, in, yeah, Parks and Rec, Pawnee or whatever. I can't remember what's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pawnee, Pawnee, Edmonton is Pawnee, mm-hmm. and the the fancy place Eagleton mm-hmm. is fucking Calgary. Calgary. I've always said that. Yeah. It's like you you drive down there, and it's like oh look at our Chinook winds, mm-hmm. our fucking palm trees, mm-hmm. and they're all high on themselves yep. all the time. God smiles on <laughs> <laughs> on Eagleton. Like Pawnee it. is just a. A dump that's trying so hard. I like when Ron Swanson goes to that, he wants to go to that steakhouse and it's closed. <laughs> he starts destroying the building. <laughs> Give me all the bacon and eggs you have. You have. Wait, it's <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to make sure that you, you probably said it. I, I want bacon and eggs. You so probably I'm heard me to... say I want a lot of bacon and eggs. <laughs> well, I just said to you, is like, I want all your bacon and eggs. Do you understand? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want all. The... Oh, he's such a great character. Yeah. When he has his freak out because he thought he's going to have burgers and steaks mm-hmm. and he's having fucking mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> when he loses his mind, <laughs> it's an internal rage. It's so good. Did you see that that uh, that episode of uh, John Oliver uh, when he they were talking about Home Depot? Because you know Home Depot has is now in the U.S. They're ha- they were having the idea of having robots. What like what kind of robots? Well, like things that robots that would greet you and like do all these things, right? So then mm-hmm. I can show it to you afterwards. But uh, uh, Ron, Swan- Ron Swanson was the guy who worked at Home Depot, and he's uh, talking to uh, the two people who play uh, Archer and uh, uh, what's her face, uh, Pam. Well, that's terrific. Yeah, they're they're both uh, on the uh, uh, they're both they're a couple. They come in and they're just it's it's wild it's when you so see funny. them. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, you hear their voices when they're not. Because I mean, what's his name? The the Archer there. Uh, H. John Benjamin mm-hmm. does not look like Archer. No, he looks like he looks like a like he looks like, like a, he works at a liquor store. He looks like oh, like he works at a liquor store. That's good. <laughs> That's good. He looks like a turtle in a human costume. Yeah, like he's just he is just such a weird looking dude. I saw him on old clips of Conan too. He was on the early like two thousands. Oh yeah, he just some voices like, and things just on as like guest, like just on like, who would just be like one of the, on on a skit or something. Yeah. Did you ever see a show that H. John Benjamin has a van? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a weirdo, man. Mm-hmm. He's terrific, but yeah, he does not look like Archer. And yeah. when you hear him talk, yeah. it's just it's such a mind fuck. Like yeah. your brain can't handle it. Yeah. Like remember he's like oh I remember uh, that guy uh, Ron Swanson was telling me he's like oh you might want to look at this. Uh, these, these, uh, you know, the tiling on this thing. He's like, oh yeah. He goes, yeah, that'd be nice. Then the uh, Pam, 
the actress who plays Pam, she's like, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, that's where you could see, uh, you could put your iPad on there to like uh, look at your Japanese porn. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> said, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, did you, what's his name? Um, the Ron Swanson. We keep calling him Ron Swanson. The hell's his name? He's got a, he's got a really good name. Uh, amazing, amazing breakdancer. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not like not joking at all. Like, no, he's a high level. I know that too, yeah. yeah. Like, popping and locking, he's an, he's an amazing breakdancer. Mm-hmm. He's on a show, American Garage, mm-hmm. or whatever it was called. It was like a, like a yeah. fun show about garages and yeah. choppers and all that kind of shit. And in that, his character was always, mm-hmm. always breaking. Yeah. And really, well, not always, but he did a couple episodes where he did it. It was really quite good. Did you ever breakdance when you were a kid? Everybody breakdance when you were a kid. Yeah. Everybody did pop and lock. Yeah. Everybody did the, uh, you had those, uh, those record players. Those records are like, uh, um, I never scratched a record player. I had like I had that um I had a Fisher I I still have it I should bring it next time actually. Um, the Fisher Price record players. Yeah. 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 And uh, I always had like breakdancing uh, LPs and I would just like scratch them and stuff like that and then like in front of my house I just lay down some uh, some cardboard. Yeah, yeah. And just do uh, just do moves. I was never like a, a groundwork guy. I was always a popper. Popper. Yeah, I could always lock. I could do that really well, but I was never like a ground, like a, a break dancer on the ground. Mm-hmm. I never did spins. I could never get that. I could never get that movement down. I got the movement down just because I, I kind of figured out like where your leg has to be because to, mm-hmm. to keep the spin going. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's all about momentum. Like what, what, okay, what causes the momentum? Okay, my right leg. If I tuck it under, it's gonna make me. It's gonna make me swing right. So I could do like um just from like from the ability of fight. Mm-hmm. I could do certain things. Yeah. But there were a lot of stuff that was going on that I just I couldn't. I just never got into it. Yeah, see, I could do that thing where you're spinning like with your legs flying in the air. Like, yeah, I never got that. I could do that, but I couldn't spin on my back. Yeah, the the back was all right. Yeah, I couldn't do that. that yeah. I couldn't do. I could only do. And it the once. Booker T thing, I could always do. Yeah, <laughs> everybody could. Because yeah. when you're a kid, you would watch that. <laughs> Booker T would do that and get up. Yeah, <laughs> hand in the face and stare at his hand for a little bit. I should bring some. I actually, you know what? I should bring my. Uh, I should bring that n- n- next week. And I'll bring a radio. I'll bring like a an LP, and then we can just play it. I think that'd be pretty rad. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. There's a there's a few things we're gonna start doing. I think for fun, because I mean, right now we are in the middle of a a weird lockdown, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the reason we're still doing this is because like, I trust that you're not out there picking up the corona, and you are in as much of a lockdown in your house, and I am over here. Yep. So uh, I mean, our parents aren't going anywhere. We do have older parents that are in pretty good health. Yeah. So we're we're pretty we're we're trying very hard. To stay really isolated. So I think we'll probably end up doing some fun stuff, like maybe uh, a Skype episode yep. every now and then. I think once the weather gets better, if this keeps going, we'll start doing stuff outside. Yep. We'll do like outdoor podcasts mm-hmm. and then maybe invite some more people because then at least you're outside. Yeah. You know, like, you know, in a closed room because mm-hmm. yeah, I don't trust anybody else. No. I don't trust somebody else talking to me across the table. Nope. Some freak shows up and starts hacking and coughing. And Those people are fucking animals. They're animals, man. Um, that, well, they're not animals. You people are wonderful human beings. It's just this is how we have fun, and we do this so that you can listen to us do this and have a good time listening to something else. It's not just uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know, reruns of Dallas. We love our we love our uh, our subscribers. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we really do. We don't have as much of you on YouTube as we'd like, but uh, yeah, get on there, get on it. They can watch us. Yeah, you can see what we're doing. I built this lovely new. I didn't build anything, but I we have a lovely new set that we're sitting I just, in. I just drive here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just show up and sit down. Yeah, but uh, you contribute with your intelligence. Yeah, I try to. Which is which is always uh, a good time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So I mean that that would be that would be. Uh, we'll try some new stuff, mm-hmm. and we'll try to we'll try to keep doing this for as long as we can. I think we just do we just try as much as we can then whatever we enjoy keep doing it yeah i mean that's all we're really rid of it that's that's all we really do we're we're just we're just two assholes who rant about shit all for what an hour and a half 
Just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't claim to know anything. No. We don't know anything. I mean, Actually, you, know what, just... you know what I'm kind of getting, I'm waiting for is my soda pop audio bottle. Oh, I have something here for you. Well, that's you. That's incredible. Is that is that royalty free? <laughs> who, you, who you got over there? Are you gonna, are you gonna answer that on the air? Sandy, I'm just a podcast or playback. Oh, he's gonna hear himself while listening to the podcast. Should have done that right on the microphone. It would have been hilarious. Don't we put Sandy on the mic? On the, on no, the that's fine. <laughs> he's a psychopath. He we we can't trust what he's gonna say. Um, let's see what we got here to end off on. Uh, what what you you got anything to end off on? Did you did you make any notes? Uh, what are, with your gigantic uh? Why well, I I want your to bring, slate. I want to bring those those points up. Uh, just about Colby Cave and uh, good points and man. stuff like that. So, uh, other than that, um, I mean, just, actually, what kind of sucks that Batman and a lot of my favorite movies are going to be delayed this year. Yeah, because the two movies I was waiting for was Matt Reeves's Batman and Tenet. So yeah, Tenet would have been something. Well, that's done, isn't it? Tenet is pretty much done. It's yeah. pretty much done. Yeah. So maybe they'll. I mean, I'm pretty sure if it's uh, if it's not done filming, he's at least going to be waiting it out to get that. Top, Top Gun Two is not like well, well, December, know, right? Moved to. It's not even done filming. Is it not done filming? No. Really? I thought they were all finished up. No, they. But they said they're gonna. It'll be ready by the release date. And hmm. they're saying that also that uh, um, Xbox Series X will meet its target date. Well, it was Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. Like and, it's late in the year. Yeah, and they're, they're saying PS Five might be delayed. Nah, it's, it's just because of parts and stuff like that. They said that they can't get their shit together. I'm a Steam guy, so uh, you know it's uh, no skin off my nose. Have you? Did you see the? Did you see the gameplay from Half Life? Uh, Alex, 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 oh, yeah. Alex, whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, well, I haven't. I, uh, you know what? I always wanted to be a Half Life guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost bought the orange box when it was still available. I didn't, and then I just never looked back. Did you play the first one? Never did. You haven't played Half Life. I one? did not play Half Life. Oh Half-Life man, you being a Steam guy, I know I should. I mean, it's blasphemy to, to be such a Steam junkie mm-hmm. and not have played Half Life. Half- if you don't know Valve, the company that owns yeah. Steam, you, created Half Life. You should seriously play uh, play Half Life. I should give it a go. You will love that game. You know what else I have never played? Mm. Portal. I never played Portal. I never did either. The um I the voice it. acting on Portal always put me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of it. I mean, I just I couldn't get around it. Well, they have they have that thing in a. Uh, um, yeah, I never got around to playing Portal, but like oh. Half Life One is a uh, um, actually Half Life. You know what I think is what Half Life is? I was actually um, I was in uh, um, back back in the day when uh, um, uh, you know chapters the thirty four on thirty fourth Avenue. And I do know the yeah. one I always. That's yeah, the one yeah. I always go to. So I, I went there and I was like, uh, and they used to sell like video games there. Yeah, like the, like computer games. And like, uh, like they had they used to have a section. Yeah, and so I was there and I was like, I look at games and I was like, oh. Uh, um, I was like Half Life. I'm like, and then it, said, it had a score on it saying like this game is unbelievable, whatever, right? So I was like, I grabbed it. The score was it'll blow your fucking mind. Yeah, it was like nine point four out of ten or something like that. So I was like, okay, I grabbed it. Right? So I was walking. It'll around. prolapse your anus. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So then I was just like, uh, uh, I was walking around with it, and I was like, I had my bag on me, right? So I was like, I was like, I don't want to carry this thing around, right? So then I put on my bag and I forgot about it. Oh, so you stole it? Yeah, and I walked out. <laughs> And then I walked out and I was like, I got home huh. and I I was like, oh shit. I'm like, and I, I put my bag down. I'm like, oh shit, Half-Life's in here. Not not even opening it up. I just yeah. knew it. I'm like, oh shit. I like, and then I got to go back. I'm like, okay. So the next day I went back and I said, you know what? I walked out with this game. Uh, and I said, uh, I'm so sorry. But I'm so sorry about that. I'm like, can I just pay for it? And mm-hmm. they're like, that's, that's totally fine. So yeah. I, that's cool, man. I stole it. 
Well, I mean, I wasn't no, even that no, old. No, purpose. Yeah, I think. St- I, but it, you were an adult when he did this. You just yeah. happen to have it. and You're like, oh, fuck, I put in the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like how you you meant to steal it, but your guilt made you go back, and now you made up a story to like you know absolve yourself of sin. Well, I, it was uh, it was, <laughs> a, sad, it, was it was a dark day for for both of us. Dark times. Yeah. For both of us. For you. For me. Yeah. For even for. I was fine. I know. I I don't know what you did. I wasn't there. I didn't tell you to steal that game. I wasn't the voice in your ear. I was not the devil on your shoulder. So when that game came out, what would, you, what would your advice would have been? Steal it. I know I wouldn't have stolen. I mean, when when the game came out, what would I have told you to do? I didn't, and I think I knew nothing about the game. I mean, it was uh, it was one of those games that like, again, like I didn't know anything about it, but everybody had it had buzz. Mm-hmm. Everybody talked about it. If you were into games, you probably heard somebody talk about Half Life. Yeah, the only computer game I played besides that one was uh, like like in like like a lot was uh, Shadow Warrior. Really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't play. I, I wasn't into Duke Nukem that much. I, I but I love playing Shadow Warrior. Yeah, I wasn't really a Duke Nukem guy either. Like mm-hmm. I, we had, we had friends who were really into it because he said weird shit. Like he's yeah. funny. Yeah. So like they were into that kind of stuff. Yeah. I wasn't into Quake. Mm-hmm. Um, I was into Doom. <laughs> I love Doom. Doom. The old, the first Doom. I didn't play any of the sequels. Yeah. That first one. Mm-hmm. I was I was obsessed. Yeah. I love Doom. Yeah. The, uh, I lo- I just loved Shadow Warrior because it was the gameplay was crazy and mm-hmm. the. Voice acting was so, and the content was so racist. It was pretty. It was pretty tight. And it's that stuff that was that was relevant. Well, it was yeah. it was like a like a lot of like not anti Japanese, mm-hmm. but it was like a lot of Asian humor to it. Tons. They're, but they're, like, it was made in Japan. Like it's not it's not an American game, is it? No. Yeah, it's made by the same. It was made it was by ID Software. Was it? Yeah, it was the same people who made Duke Nukem. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I thought that was a like an all like a, it was a Japanese product. Yeah. Remember. Uh, Who's, what am I thinking of? It's a game that's got a lot of Asian humor. It's got like a floating, ambiguous head. But it was made by that one dude who's got like a name, like a like a like a fun name. He doesn't have his real name on it. His studio makes all that kind of stuff. I actually have a I actually have a photo of it. I just oh. took I just took recently of what I'm talking about. Of uh... yeah, that's that's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, you might want to wash your phone now. I mean, like coronavirus. No, because I fuck. I touched your phone. I mean, my hands are so dry from washing my hands. My throat hands. is actually kind of like getting sore now. Oh Thanks, man. Yeah, it's all you. It's all. It's 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 over. Got him. No. Uh, no, not Shadow Warrior. It was a different one that I was talking about that had like um fairly new. I think it was a Wii game. Oh. This, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm this, totally. This is this is before yeah. that. This mm-hmm. one, Shadow Warrior's old. Yeah. Yeah, that's from from some time back. Yeah, I did. I never really got into that. Wolfenstein didn't get into that either. Oh, I loved Wolfenstein. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I missed out on when it was uh, when it was big. First, the the first wave of first person shooters. Yeah, I didn't really get into except for Doom. Yeah, there was um Shadowware was like it was, uh, it was I liked because like a lot of the things were like were the, the references they used in the game were like things that I was into. There, there was Highlander references. There was John Woo references. Yeah, uh, I do know you've mentioned that yeah. before. Like it's got a lot of uh, a lot of like current at the time. What was current at the time? Pop culture references. Yeah, yeah. There was. He's <laughs> like every time you use you pick up another machine gun, so you have two. It says it says be proud, be proud, Mister Wu. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And he, That's he, pretty cool. You cut off someone's head with a sword. He's like, there could be only one. <laughs> See, this is why you need to get into community. Mm-hmm. There's have you have you heard anything? Like, do you know no. anything about it at all? They did their first paintball, the very first paintball episode. Because they always do a paintball episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Chang, what's his name? Ken Jong, mm-hmm. basically walks in the room dressed like tequila. Mm-hmm. So he like he lights up a room as tequila. It's really? you, you don't know tequila was uh, from hard boiled. From from hard boiled, yeah. is the main the main guy. Yeah, and if you haven't if you haven't seen hard boiled, 
Well, there's you got problems. You got problems. You should. You've probably. You know what? You've probably uh, gifted with a meme. Yeah. You've probably done a lot of stuff with hard boiled. If you've ever seen a, a but person, you don't know what, what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, you've seen a person. If you've seen a person shoot guns with guns with two like one in each hand. Yeah. Watch jumping. Hard boiled, yeah, jumping. Yeah. You'll know, then watch hard boiled. You want to see where it came from? That's where it came from. That's where it came from. Yeah. But like all of those are so great. Mm-hmm. His his moment as tequila is incredible. He does the gun and then he does the double jump with the guns as well, and they even do like the bullets hitting each other. Oh yeah. It's phenomenal, man. Mm. I think you would really enjoy that show. Oh, yeah, but definitely. that's why I didn't get into F one primarily. I got I got right back. I got deep back in with the community. Mm-hmm. It's such a well written show. Did you watch the first episode of F one? I did. Okay. I wa- well, I again I watched that intro, mm-hmm. and I was like, I gotta get this thing in my actual time. I mm-hmm. never did. Okay. I really should. I really should. Uh, uh, let's see what else I got over here. Um, I'm done with Reddit. Too much comment hijacking. Yeah. Or, or too much hijacking of um, of of like the the one that got me off was that there was a really cool video mm-hmm. of a dude who shot. He's a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, it's it's really like a, an ex, not an extravagant shot, really uh, intricate shot of a guy lighting a cigar. Mm-hmm. The way he shot it was he walked up with his DSLR a few times layered the shot over and over again, made some cuts, and it's a really neat-looking shot of a camera following all the way up a guy's leg, up to his hand, a lighter goes to his cigar, cigar lights, you kind of go into the cigar, then you go out the back of his hand kind of thing. A really cool shot. Mm-hmm. He breaks down, he shows you the shot first, and he breaks down how he did it. Mm-hmm. And then all the comments are about how you shouldn't light a cigar with a zippo. I mean, this dude goes out of his way to show you this thing that he made, and then all the comments... Like, all the comments mm-hmm. are why you shouldn't light a cigar with a Zippo. Oh, God. And I was like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah, well, you, you fucking nerds ruined it for me. Yeah. Like, well, I'm I a nerd. This, but I, I think it's to be like this, so you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, blast of, blasphemy for what you did there with the, with the thing. Fuck. Like, how like, old are you uh, people? What a bunch of neckbeards. Yeah. And that's what did it. Like, there are a few things I still go on there for, like the um, I am uh, whatever, the ask me anything kind mm-hmm. of stuff. That's still really cool. Um, the, the ask science stuff and the next level is still really cool. Mm-hmm. Some of it. But that the cigar thing was on next level. Mm-hmm. It's the comment hijacking just blows me away. So I'm I'm out. I'm out from Reddit. You nerds, you people ruined it. Yep. Um, as what with, else as with everything. As everything, the neck beards blow it for everybody. Uh, Michael Shannon was talking about the Zod thing too. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel, but the neck being broken, was he cool with it? He's like, I was more interested because he's from Chicago. He's like, I was more interested in seeing where, uh, what's it called, where the the staircase shot from Untouchables happened. Mm-hmm. So he goes while he's dying as Zod. He's actually looking around to see where the staircase, where all the stuff from Untouchables. I, have to admit, I would do the same thing, too. I would, too, man. He's I love, like, that. I love that scene. That scene is crazy. It was crazy to yeah. think about, well, that's where he was. That's yeah, where that, he was. Oh, that's where, oh, is that where Andy Garcia was standing? Oh, that's unreal. That's exactly what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, he was thinking about that more than he was thinking about the neck being broken. I would, too, to be honest with fine. you. fine. I'm like, that, that's, fucking, that's, that's, that's a legendary moment in cinema. Exactly. Yeah. It is, it is new mythology mm-hmm. for, for films. Like, when you think about scenes in movies, that is one of those ones that is like a, when you look at um, like the Rosebud sequence yeah. where you see like uh, our like what was that Boys Town mm-hmm. like when you see movies from those old like James Cagney shit yeah that's that scene with the the baby carriage on the staircase is right up there with all those movies in the forties mm-hmm. and fifties the yeah. Thin Man all that shit yeah that was because that was filmed in the new in New York uh, Chicago that was filmed in Chicago right that yeah. uh, that's the Chicago way. no but that's yeah that's right yeah Chicago mm-hmm. yeah he brings a knife here bring a gun he bring a gun. He brings a gun. You I bring your boy John Morricans. I cried when he died. Oh, it was rough. It was awful. Yeah. I thought he was going to be around forever. Oh, and Sean Connery. And then he like he, the way he dies and the way he still tells the message. Yeah. Still tells. Still I gets his choke on his blood. I was like, ah, ah, it was rough. That was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who plays bimbos in commercials? Bimbos. Bimbos play bimbos in commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Intelligent human beings don't play bimbos ever. Who's the most intelligent bimbo? Who plays the? Lonnie Anderson. 
WKRP. Smartest bimbo on TV. Hands down. Maybe next to Genie for my Jimmy Genie. Okay, which which person which actress plays the bimbo the best? Lonnie Anderson. I disagree. WKRP. I disagree. Who plays the better bimbo? Chrissy. Oh, well, she's like textbook bimbo. Yeah, that's the that's, yeah, 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 that's yeah. why I asked. I was like, hey, who yeah. plays the best bimbo? Chrissy is the best straight up textbook bimbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Lonnie Anderson played the best intelligent bimbo. Yeah, that okay, that's yeah. true. Yeah. She had what she had. And she made you think she's a dipshit. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she's writing horror stories inside. I mean, she was like a she was like an intelligent person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lonnie, Ander- Lonnie Anderson in uh, in WKRP is mm-hmm. the best TV bimbo for I, my money. I remember when when, uh, when Jack made that pie mm-hmm. and Chrissy ate the whole pie. Yeah, and then he came in. To and see guts it, hurt. And then like yeah, and then she's like she sat there and she had that smile on her face. <laughs> that smile is unbelievable. Uh, Just like three companies. Like, like, <laughs> Fuck! What a good show. I love that. I, it still comes on. I still watch it. I uh, I got on cable, so I lost it. But it was on that TV land or Deja Vu or whatever it was. It was on Deja Vu, yeah. And uh, that's I, where I, I watch it. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Like when that theme song comes on, you get happy. Yeah, when that when that when that theme, you're like, I'm watching. Your this. endorphins go up. Yeah, you're. I'm watching this. Oh man, no, WKRP too. Yeah. If I hear the theme song of WKRP, my endorphins go up. Yeah. Baby. I think I think Raji's. Uh, I think Raji busts a nut. <laughs> Why not, man? I'll tell you, my favorite moment in '80s TV sitcom history is at the end of the first episode of WKRP mm-hmm. when Johnny Fever says "booger" mm-hmm. and fires up Layla. Yeah, and uh, then oh, yeah, for yeah, a little yeah, while yeah. it wouldn't yeah. come on anymore, mm-hmm. right? Because they didn't have the rights to it anymore. Mm-hmm. But when he hits it and Layla comes on the radio and he says "booger" and mm-hmm. puts on Layla and just goes back in air guitars, it's like it's one of the best scenes in in TV. I think my favorites, my favorite scene in '80s TV. Oh shit, that's a, that's a good, that's right? A, that's a good one. What's your favorite TV moment from '80s television? Okay, excluding cartoons. Um, you know, uh, sitcoms. Sitcoms. Oh, sitcoms. Fuck. Yeah. Forget cartoons. Just like, uh, like live action, real people on a soundstage. Oh, um, or wherever. Could be, I don't know. It could be Dallas. Could be Who Shot JR. Okay, my okay, mine. Okay, number one. I have two of them. Number one is when, uh, uh, when, <laughs> uh, when Jack takes those pills and goes to that island, and goes absolutely crazy when he loses his mind. When he takes the tranquilizers, yeah, 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 yeah that he gets all like physical comedy at its best. Yeah, absolutely. So I, that's that for me. Like that when I when that's on, I'll glue myself to the television and watch it. That's good. That's a good one. Uh, that's a really good one. Actually. Yeah. And number two was when, uh, um, where I was like, yes, I'm like, I'm like that's. Like that was awesome. Is when uh, when the the Ewings finally got Jer- Jeremy Wendell. Oh, when they finally get him. Yeah, that's actually that because that's revenge. Yeah, that's like uh, he's been he's been out to get Ewing oil. Yeah, and they turn the tables on him, and they get his company instead. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's actually that was good. my uh, th- those are my two. That's a yes moment. Yeah, yeah, that's that a good like, yes. yes moment. Yeah, that's like, that's for again. That's that's how I felt during the the booger. Yeah, because I yeah because I, I hated Jeremy Wendell. Yeah, he was not a good character. He was not a good guy. Yeah, because he, he wasn't even a good antihero. No, because even Bobby warned him in the restaurant because he was saying like uh, he's like telling Bobby he's like he goes tell Jr. to like I'm still letting you know stay out of my wake so when I go after Jr. And then he's like ah we could, and Bobby's like you can do whatever you want I don't care it's not my business right. Yeah. yeah. Well then Jeremy Wendell has to like uh, get Bobby going right then Bobby stands up and in a restaurant he's like he goes. He goes, I'll tell you right now, if the GR doesn't get you, I will. Yeah, yeah, because it became a Ewing thing. Yeah. It was no longer uh yeah, I hate my brother thing. Yeah, and then episodes, episodes later, when they finally get Jeremy Wendell, and he's like, then Bobby walks up to him, and he's like, I told you, if, I, if GR wasn't going to get you, I would. Yeah. And he's like, but look, but I guess we both did. 
And he's like, yeah, we both got you. It was always good on Dallas when JR and Bobby would be on the same team. Yeah. Like when they would kind of like be on the same end of a of a fight. Yeah. Because I mean that was the that was the primary like um like antagonist protagonist. Yeah. Setup of the show. Yeah. And then when they would be on the same page against somebody else. Yeah. No one can beat those guys. Yeah. No one can beat the Ewings United. Yeah. Oh, great fan. That's a great TV fan. Oh yeah, that was uh, oh, man. Dallas is such yeah. a good show. And too. then like saddest one was when uh, when when Jock died. That was another one. Where I was like, oh man, that's I was just I was just when I watched that episode, I was mm-hmm. like, I, I bawled my eyes out. When you go back to it, even like even like back then when I when I found out he was actually dead. Yeah, uh, I was not that deep into it at that time. Like I knew who the character was. Yeah, he was like a like a TV like a, like patriarch. So yeah. I mean, he knew who he was. He was yeah. a main character on television. Mm-hmm. The parents were watching all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I was not a. I was not a Dallas guy yet. Yeah, I was a huge. I was a big one because my parents were watching it since like, uh, like in, almost since, since its inception. The inception. Yeah, and then by but but when inception. Yeah, when when <laughs> when Jock died, I was like, yeah. my mom was like, he's actually dead. Yeah, well, again, the yeah. actor died, and I was like, what? Yeah. And she's like, damn, yeah. it was a Mr. Hooper moment for Dallas. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then at the end, you see, uh, at the end of the episode, you see J- uh, Jr. just looking up at the sky, like you can tell he's just actually like. He's torn up. He's he's paying respect to like Larry Hagman was torn up. Yeah, he's like the act. Yeah, the actor. He's, he's paying respect to the actor, and he's like, yeah. "Did you ever watch the new Dallas? No, the the, the reboot series. No, it was not awful. Again, I, it was great yeah, heard, because I, the I, old characters. Yeah, were. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't harbor any ill feelings towards it. Yeah, I just like uh, my time with Dallas is it was it was done. done. It was done. What what was good about it was it wasn't like uh like new Dallas season one. Mm-hmm. It was just like Dallas season eleven. Yeah, like exactly. it was it was it was literally exactly, that. Yeah, and it, again the reason it was because the the show felt a shit the mm-hmm. second Larry Hackman died. Yeah, he died and the show was just didn't go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are not Dallas without J.R. Ewing. No, no, J.R. Ewing is Dallas. J.R. Ewing is Dallas. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty good stuff. Uh, let's see. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Okay. The Earth is vibrating less since the pandemic. It's uh, the amount of vibration, seismic activity, mm-hmm. when measured around the world, mm-hmm. is fifty to thirty or thirty to fifty percent less now than it ever has been really? since since they started recording it. That tells you something. That's crazy. Man, the, the planet's happy. The planet's uh, it's trying to get us, man. Well, the Earth is trying to get us. I know. I, I just hope that after this is over, um, it all goes back to normal. everything trickle down like from like the highest of highs to the of people to the, the people who just walk on the street everyone starts making better decisions i th- this is this is ultimately uh my overall view of the of coronavirus in general mm-hmm. we're not going to go back to the way things were but we are in the next chapter yeah. we're not in like phase three of five mm-hmm. this is not the marvel universe yeah but we just we're in a new chapter now it's gonna it's gonna reset to a new a new place things will change uh, we're gonna start touching each other again. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be scared to cough on each other. But there's gonna be a, a sh- like I said, there's gonna be a shift in the way we think. Mm-hmm. Priorities will be reset. Like the the things that we thought were so important before this was like the newest the newest distraction. Mm-hmm. We don't have those anymore. So we're kind of yep. like we're we're doing things now to fill that void with things that matter. Our families. So we're skyping with people we give a shit about. Yeah. We're doing work that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going after the newest iPads anymore or the newest iPhones. Mm-hmm. Nobody's like checking the, the, the random the constant updates of technology isn't there anymore. Yeah. You know. So those things, the things that don't matter, are going to get filtered out. The yeah. things that do matter will get concentrated. Yeah. The things that that don't fundamentally matter. Exactly. Yeah. They're yeah. just. I think like it was weird because like, I was I was thinking about the yesterday. Like I can see him doing like a. Uh, Reviewing the joke, I guess, I, in for lack of a better word, uh, is um, 
you know, Bill Burr always says, like, you know, we need, just need, we need one disease just to, like, watch, burn away all the deadwood and stuff like that. <laughs> I like, mean, it's gross, but it's super fucking accurate. It, uh, it happened. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean the deadwood in the sense that we're getting rid of a certain demographic. No, no, yeah. It just means, like, even the idea. Mm -hmm. The idea of we're invincible got burned away. That was the dead wood. Mm -hmm. Like well, now we know how vulnerable we really are. Yep. Like it's uh like like being being secure in in this kind of thing really shows you uh, like like trying to achieve security against an unknown force like a virus really show, showed us what was more important. Yeah, and also like I think like the when you like times of crisis yeah. such as this, uh, it shows uh, it kind of defines who people really are. I think it really does. It totally does. It does. It it it, it, it opens doors. It reveals things, especially with like governments. Like, hey, well, how prepared are you? Um, how willing are you to help? Like, you know, what's your what's your what is your you know what's your answer to this? It's right there. Yeah. That what you just said. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's amazing. That it's well, not amazing. You said that because we think very similar. It's funny you said that because that that was something that was over here. Mm -hmm. It reveals who who is really what they are. Like, what what are you really? Yeah. Because in a time like a, a crisis. It's kind of like um, when a bomb goes off in a in a room of or you know in a in a building or in a in a street, you see who's gonna fight, who's gonna run, who's gonna freeze, yeah. who's here to help the people who are injured, who's here to run away, who's here to say that I was there and they weren't there. Like those things really come to like that's a, that's a very extreme mm -hmm. situation, but really like we've had a global bomb go off, yeah. and we're seeing who's gonna run and hide, mm -hmm. we're seeing who's gonna try to stick it out and be like, hey, let's all let's all get our shit together. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have frontline workers out there busting their ass trying to like keep everybody healthy. Total, total, total respect to those. Total people. respect, man. They're they're like you know, no other time in the in the history of the world. I don't like you can say all you want about heroes and talk about heroes and saying you're a real hero. These are real fucking heroes. Oh yeah, they they don't get to run away. No, nope. and if they do, I mean that's like uh, that's I don't know if anybody has. I don't think anybody has. I don't nope. think anybody's like running, running yeah, and hiding. Every, yeah, every like everyone, regardless if you're a doctor or you, whether you're a uh, you work in politics, or whatever, yep. uh, or you're like pr this person at grocery home, store workers, man, grocery store worker. Even if you're at home, like everyone has a role to play yep. to stop the spread of this virus. Absolutely. So um, it's kind of weird because like that's what you just said. Remind me of uh, um, the trailer for Tenet. It's like we we, we you all, had to bring it back to that. Well, the thing you? is, like he said, you know, it, junkie. He, he, well, he said he, he goes. Uh, we, we all like to think, this is like from the trailer, he said, mm. we all like to think that we would run into a burning building to save people yep. until we feel the heat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's hot in here. Yeah. Fuck that, baby. Mm -hmm. I'm out of here. But nobody nobody gets to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, if you're buying a crazy amount of toilet paper, maybe you're that kind of guy. But I think for the most part, people really have tried to band together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And toilet paper is like, man, I went grocery. You don't care. You have a bidet. Well, no, you still need it. <laughs> You still need to dry, but see, air dry. I've been, but I've been twice to the grocery store. Yeah, and both times there was toilet paper. Really? Oh yeah. Which uh, well, we'll say off the air which toilet paper store you're going to, but uh, don't point to it. I don't want these freaks know where I'm going to go to get my toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not freaks. We love you. Yeah, but they, they, they now they don't throw it all in mass. Like they just oh, there's limits themselves. now too. Yeah, they yeah, there's limits, and also is that they don't they put like some out, and then they restock as it gets empty like during the day which so, makes more sense yeah it makes more sense i mean it uh, it cuts people down from being greedy yeah and you can only, and you can only take out one so. don't hoard things you don't need yeah you don't need like to hoard stuff what's okay you don't need like like 48 like rolls of okay let's not do we did this last episode no, so whatever and they're gonna confuse which one they're listening to yeah exactly I, the second i started saying it, i'm like oh fuck okay fuck i retract that statement hoard things you know what you should do you should hoard, hoard things, things. 
hoard things and give them to me for free, mm -hmm. and I will hold onto a pile of it like a exactly. pile of money and spring cleaning. There's, there's gonna be a lot of spring cleaning in uh, <laughs> in September. <laughs> Man, there's gonna be a lot of selling I'm, I'm, shit for nothing. I'm emergency supplies. I think the music has been playing for a while. Alright. Um, next episode, we'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, who, who knows? I mean, if the, if things get crazy, we might Skype an episode. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe we'll try to do Batman next time. Okay. We'll give that a go. Alright. And then um, Real Genius is probably up by the time this is up. That is not a, uh, a commentary episode. Mm -hmm. You're just watching a movie with your buddies. Pretty much. Yeah. When you're watching our Real Genius episode, you're just watching me, who's never seen it before. Yes. Watch it with you, who's a longtime fan. Yeah. And we're just enjoying a movie. Yeah, because yeah, because it's it's. I think we should do, from I think from now on, I think we should do movies that are, um, uh, we've both seen. Oh yeah, which is a, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's so really and then we idea. can both make comments on it. That's generally the idea, and then, right? Like, I, you might learn something. I might learn something. Like exactly. Like, I, never, I didn't notice that. So, I want to bring. I'll bring in movies that I know a ton about. And we'll yeah. and vice versa. Exactly. Next one up will probably be Batman. Okay. And then, um, like I said. We'll, uh, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. But uh, for now, music's been on. All right. That's the end of the show. Peace out.